0: seat belts here overrated here,
2: uh, <laughs>
0: depends on who you ask i think most of the people that uh didn't wear one and got cannonballed out there uh with front front windshield there would probably disagree
1: i never forget one of the first times i ever went out in the cane fields was with a uh, uh, a friend of my mentor his older guy he was a good old boy from Florida and, and one of the one of the last true Florida accents. I mean, the guy was probably in his 60s at the time, 70s at the time. And he said, You got your seatbelt on? And I said, Yeah. He goes, take that shit off, man. We go in a canal, you're dead. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Did <Duly> we noted? <laughs> Oddly. Sounds logic, yeah. Yeah, right.
0: Here we are. It's Monday night.
1: I guess I'll, okay. I'll I'll do the intro stuff. I guess. Well, I did. I was so, I was making nope. sure there wasn't a lag or a delay. I mean, that nope. seems to be our standard intro. My internet
0: seems to be pl- doing playing the game. It's doing the dance. I mean, you sound good to me. Oh, it's Monday night. We're here. Snakes and Stogies, episode one eighty-five. Crazy, this right? Brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. You need a rack. You need a cage. You need both uh you won't be disappointed. We say that, we mean that. If you use the code THN to check out, you save yourself a little bit off the top. Uh if you're in the general southeast region near North Georgia, we recommend you just go set the pickup option, save yourself a lot on shipping, and then go and pick up your, your stuff yourself and take it home and then enjoy it. Uh what's Scott saying? you say that and you will lag to hell yeah i probably did curse it so
1: well i was we- worried about about last week's intro and i listened back on it and it was crystal clear despite you being completely digital to me so did
0: you hear me like just sitting there cursing my modem
1: the entire time no we didn't hear that it was, <laughs> no, like, was, it it was kind of like that bad prank that people do at mcdonald's it's like i'd like but wait uh, you know what i mean that's kind of what, but then when I listen to the actual recording, it sounded fine. So keep going with the sponsors.
0: That's that's crap. I don't like that. Um, yeah, awesome cages, awesome racks. Uh, did a little bit of rearranging of my room, so got plenty of hands-on time with with mine. Um, the Aki's are in a new residence, so I had to unstack everything, take the Aki cage out, which ended up evolving into just rearranging the entire room. Of course, it was originally going to be like, I'll just take the Aki Cage out, put the uh, you know, the the Ganyosoma Cage there back with some of the BioGs on it and the Percentum and all that stuff. I was like, this will be fine. And then it just morphed into, well, what if I move this over here? Will I have more space for these V70s over yonder? And it just, like, straight up my entire room layout has completely, like, flipped. So,
1: But Imagine how bad it would be, or more difficult it would be, if you didn't have beautifully orchestrated black box cages.
0: This is true. It would look like an absolute garage sale. Yeah. Be like, I'm, I'm rearranging my booth at the flea market. You know? So, either way, they held up great. Uh, Katie, multiple times as we were shifting things around, um, just commented on the build quality. Because... Especially those uh, XR16 racks. Like when those things are full of, of bedding and, and snakes and stuff, like they, they got some weight to them. Those tubs and everything, man, they, they're, they're hefty. So that was a.
1: It was a it's bit actually a question I've been meaning to ask. Is there an option, if you get a black box rack, is it an option to get lids with your tubs so that you could remove every drawer for cleaning and storage and just put a lid on the animal?
0: I don't. Do they make lids for the vision tubs?
1: I thought they did. I don't know.
0: Might I don't know. I'll have to look into that.
1: Yeah, we'll have to investigate.
0: I'd imagine if they had one, it would be one that just snapped over the edge, you know, because it's got the little handle on the front and stuff too. So maybe that would have probably made things a little bit easier. But it's done. I hate rearranging my room. I feel like I have to do it probably once a year, every other year, and every time it's it's like moving. It's just a pain. It It's never something that's simple. It's a ridiculously long, drawn out process that usually ends up with me being frustrated and uh, wondering why I'm doing it in the first place. So, but I think I got a little more room now. It's a little more open. Room doesn't feel as uh, cramped or sort of claustrophobic. So, but all of it does look good because it's blackbogcages.com. Check them out. Uh, com. Also use the code THN at checkout Got a Black Friday sale that I will be dropping here soon uh, It's a short week at work this week So I'm planning to spend uh, Probably sometime tomorrow night And the following nights Getting some new stuff added to the website And then getting the Black Friday sale stuff sort of going uh, It's not going to be anything too crazy um, So don't get too excited But it's going to happen It's going to be a thing uh, got some orders going out tomorrow, so use the code THN at checkout, and you get fifteen percent off of your order. That is for THN listeners and viewers like you. The only time, only place you get that code is in our link tree when I have the link there, and right here. So take advantage of it. Um, Puget Sound pythons, good people in the Pacific Northwest. They have a rather large season coming up, so. You need to go and follow their morph market and see what they will have here in the next coming weeks. Um, sounds like they've been real busy getting getting things prepped and getting pairs ready and all that good stuff. it so is the season. It is. Uh, and then, I mean, last but not least, the guys right below us there, mm. Cold Blooded
1: Caffeine.
2: Hey. Oh
1: What is that? Mm. <laughs> what? Make them full screen real quick. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, hold on a second. My arm's how do getting you, tired. How
0: do you, how do you work the, the, thing?
1: the good stuff? There we go. Look at that bag. Yeah. Look at the good stuff. Oh, that label, though.
3: That I wonder big. who did that.
1: Some <laughs> oh, rank amateur. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. Well, there it is, kids. Cats out of the bag.
3: All right. We're done.
1: Up it up, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> this has been episode one eighty five. But yeah, whole caffeine in the yeah. house, in the heezy. What's up, boys? What's, What's up, happening, house? man?
3: It's been a minute.
1: I know it's good. It's good. We um we've been promoting without promoting, mm-hmm. and obviously people can put two and two together that we were going to mm-hmm. do a collaboration with you gentlemen, but. Yeah. It is official. It is what what did we decide it was the Snakes and Stogies blend?
3: Is that what we're calling Snakes it? Snakes and Stogies blend. Yep. yep.
1: Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Excellent.
3: Yep. Uh, and it oh. is officially live so you can order it as of right this moment.
1: I'm popping the link awesome. in right now. Awesome. So, yes, in case you guys aren't putting two and two together, we are joined tonight by cold-blooded caffeine. Uh, Trey and McKendrick have been kind enough to join us this evening to promote the new Snakes and Stokies blend, something that we've been very, very excited for, for I dare I say weeks now, if not months, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. I think I mean it's been yeah, months because we 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 were talking about it before Daytona, right? But, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. I think we pitched it before Daytona and you know stuff comes up and happens and yeah. things take some time to to get ironed out and here we are ready to go that's it love it
1: so uh, i actually i had uh so the boys sent smitty and i little taster samples for us to get a feel for what we're going to be getting and uh man i, I haven't drank that much coffee that quick it's <laughs> awesome
2: <laughs> hey, my, my
0: bag didn't didn't last terribly long either so yeah yes and Good. scott
1: it is sweet and nutty just like me Um, no, but what's crazy is I, I love that the bags have that, that valve on it because I literally cut the box open and it just, you know, when they say, oh, it punched me in the face with the aroma. No, no, no. This literally tickled and tantalized my senses. Yeah. I just remember well, getting a
0: notification that UPS was sending me a package. And I'm like, "Who's sending me a package? Like, what is?" It? <laughs> and it didn't tell me who. And I was like, What's "Going on?" I was like, "I was messaging some people. Like, are you sending me something?" It was just, it was, I was very confused because I was like, "Is this spammers or is it real?" And then it showed up, and I
3: was like, and "Oh, it's it's coffee. There you go. Yeah, it was real. It was real. Yeah, yeah." But that, like you're talking about, Phil the the aroma. It's the fresh roasted difference. So you know, you're not going to get something like that with with a uh, grocery store coffee yeah. or something like that yeah. so this stuff is fr- ro- roasted fresh and you're gonna get that you know as soon as you open the box it's gonna hit you uh, one of my favorite things is taking it to like the ups store or something and the oh, yeah. the people working there will be like oh is there coffee like you can smell it through yeah. the cardboard box oh yeah they they, they love it when, the, when we come to visit i you mean and they-
4: i'm dropping off like every other day for the most part so not only do i get it you know, on the ride there, so my vehicle stays smelling like coffee, and then they know as soon as I walk in the door and they see those boxes, it's like <laughs> get, get your nasal passages open because the this fresh smell of coffee is coming through. It really, it really is amazing. It you is know they've
0: they've amazing. got a Koo in there. I'll bet you give them a couple odds, like first hits. Free. Oh, I, I bet they will. Oh, yeah. yeah, for, for sure. Take sure. donuts and some and some coffee, and man. Some coffee, man. Oh yeah! All of your over. stuff will be overnighted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the priority upgrade on the house. That's right. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. It's,
0: I mean, it's like cigars. It's the, it's the free cologne that comes with every purchase. It's like
1: it's true. It's going yep.
0: to complain about, it, especially pipe tobacco. I've never yeah. had a single person complain about pipe tobacco
3: and the smell of it. I've I've only encountered one person that says that, like in in the years that we've done this. I've, I've encountered one person that says they didn't like the smell of coffee. That was someone, and it recent. was very recent. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that was
4: pretty recent. I forget who it was though. So I mean, so many events, so many people. But, Must be well, it was like one.
0: childhood trauma or something. But, that well, yeah,
3: but most people, I mean, like we get the and we were in St. Louis a few weeks ago, and the uh, the lady that ran the the convention center was like just begging us to grind more coffee because we were like we would grind (laughs) coffee fresh for the event and we did it in the in the hall and she was like oh my gosh grind more coffee it smells so good in here so like people people really enjoy when we come to visit yeah they get a lingering odor of coffee which is for sure not always the case when reptile people come around yeah (laughs)
1: yeah yeah absolutely what i think is crazy is my employer's wife um she she works with us like at least four days a week And we have caught, we have espresso machine and, and the Keurig and I got a drip and I got a hot water thing. I get the whole coffee gauntlet of work Mm -hmm. and we drink a lot of coffee and she, when she got COVID, it, she couldn't smell coffee and she's like, oh, all right, whatever. And then like, as her senses got back, Mm. now she hates it and it kills her because she was a coffee drinker prior to contracting COVID. And now she hates the smell and it kills her. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah.
4: I thought you was going to say that she, like, you know, can't even smell it anymore. A lot of times people oh, have yeah. impacts to their senses, like they can't smell or the taste, their taste buds are different. But man, to so now all of a sudden, to alter even, the taste yeah. that much,
3: uh, man. Yeah.
4: That's crazy. Yeah. I, I think we'll totally be like, out look. of a
3: job, right? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Isn't that wild? We don't, we don't need that to happen too no. often. Yeah, right.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her some of this and see if she could smell this because it's just that effervescent. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: So hook her up. Hook we'll her we'll up. put we need to put that in the
4: effervescent. We need to put yeah. that in the um, we'll put it on the uh, testimonial quotes. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> a thousand percent.
3: I can't smell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's phonetic it's Don't worry.
0: So unrelated, but like when we get coffee and it is already ground, does keeping it in the fridge make it? last does that prolong the shelf life at all or no
3: yes it prolongs the shelf life to the point where it's not gonna like mold or like get go sour but if you have ground coffee and you're trying to keep it not stale by putting it into the fridge it's not it's not doing a whole lot of good um the thing that will happen is a lot of times other um aromas will like if you've got a, a smelly dish that you put in the refrigerator uh, with it it can it can like um, it'll be like baking soda right right it can kind of uh, soak up well, i mean so coffee grounds are great like if you take your used coffee grounds and you stick them in the refrigerator they're great order odor absorbers um like so, so that's i mean that's a little trick just to throw out there is if you take your used coffee grounds throw them in the refrigerator it can actually take some of those smells away but it has the converse effect of if you'd put them in there and there is something smelly and you want to use those coffee grounds later it will absorb them so i mean it's 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 better than not than keeping it in a in a in an open container for months but it's not it, it's not going to keep it fresh
0: phil i wonder if a beveda pack would work
3: <laughs>
0: like it does I,
1: I i wonder man i wonder what well let's ask the professionals what is the optimum percentage of humidity to store your coffee that's been already ground well let's do it's,
3: ground and bean so i mean it's going to be similar i mean it, you're going to be looking for anywhere between 50 and 60 percent humidity so it, it okay. nothing too extreme i mean you're, you're talking the, the 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 good thing about coffee is that you're going to want to store it at regular room temperature and regular room humidity so so nothing too outrage it's not like cigars where you need, you need to keep a humidor, it, a humidor yeah. or something like yeah, that it's yeah y- you're going to want to keep it because moisture content in coffee you, you want a lower moisture content after it's roasted so you don't want to add moisture back right to it. so um so so yeah I, I would say regular room temperature regular room humidity you don't need to do anything extra for it um to store it and of course i mean i, I know most people know this but whole bean prolongs the life way longer yeah. yeah i mean you probably three or four times as long as wow. Wow. the yep. the staleness i mean as soon as you grind it you just got to think about it, about it like from a surface um area you know point right of you right so as soon as you grind it that's you know thousands of times more surface area that you have for those aromatics to dissipate and things like that as opposed to a whole bean, where where it's a lot less surface area
1: all right. So on the same topic, my fiance keeps her coffee in these airtight vessels, right? And I feel like it. I don't know if it's just trapping those off-gassed aromas
3: in there, or if it really is keeping it stable. Opinions? Very much in favor of of airtight canisters, um, and that's actually what that what this little valve is in the back here. Um, So a lot of people think it's for aroma. It's actually a one way degassing valve. So it's going to let gas out, but not let um, new stuff in. Right. So that's, that's what it's for. So yes, once it's, once it's opened, uh, get it into an airtight canister as soon as you can. um, Especially one that has like a valve that releases the air as you go down to let that air out and not let new air back in. Um, That's going to, it's going to stop the oxidation and all the, you know, the ill effects of oxygen and carbon dioxide. That mm-hmm. have getting and, into
4: that coffee. Yeah, we use those at, at shows actually yeah. for the pour over process that we do. So if you've ever seen us at any shows, we use like an airscape uh container that does exactly that. It has that valve. So when you it, it serves as like a mechanism to release the valve to allow you to open it, but when you close it, it you know locks it in and keeps everything fresh. So. And
3: you can push that oxygen out. You push so it, that you're
4: forcing right. it out, yep, yeah. and keeping it fresh. So making it, yes. it good job. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yep. 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 Hell yeah.
0: That's We're awesome. as close to it as you can get. Yep. Yeah. What are you smoking tonight, Philip?
1: I'm. uh I may not sound like it, but I'm actually sick, so I'm not smoking a cigar oh, because no. my sinuses are jacked, and it would be a waste of good tobacco. So sorry, well, kids, but I pretend I'm smoking a Liga Privada number I'll, nine. I'll smoke <laughs> one for you, buddy. Please. What uh, do you got?
0: I got a. Uh, so because. The Snakes and Stogies blend is half, well, maybe not half, but a blend of Mexican and Rwandan coffee. I had to go with a a San Andreas wrapper, so I got this M81 blackened. The the Metallica cigar that Drew Estate released not that long ago, that's actually pretty damn good.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: Um, I I was pretty hooked on this one when they before like they do the pre-release thing every year where they give you like unbanded cigars and like they have people guess sort of what the blend is and what it is and then they have this sort of live stream release event where they explain the the blend and what it is and stuff and so i was hooked on this one before they they really unveiled it and uh i'm all about it it's it's a good it's a good smoke and since again because the blend has Mexican coffee in it, and I like that San Andreas Maduro wrappers on on cigars. It was a pretty good good choice, and then the uh, the old the old standby Nicaragüista broadleaf Maduro as the uh, second string there.
2: Oh. Hell yeah!
1: Hell yeah! Boys, are you partaking in an adult vice this evening? Uh, you want to guess?
3: I have co- <laughs> I have coffee. <laughs> No adult adult vices today. We can't smoke because we're in our roasting facility, so so that's out. And uh, we have yeah. to work tomorrow. And uh, my okay. adult
4: vice will be waiting on me. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, is it? <laughs> at the conclusion of this uh, excellent episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so so
3: we're 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 partaking in coffee, but that's good. But that's it that's for good. tonight. <laughs> wow.
4: So
0: the actually, uh, I'm uh, what I've been curious about with the whole sort of the blending process itself is like, how do you go about finding the right mixture from the, Because obviously just like, just like with cigars, different parts of the country and different uh, territories, even within those countries, like you're going to have differences in the flavor, just from the soil and things like that, <clears throat> the microclimates of the, of the region. Um, so what's like, how do you go about, like when we come to you and we're like, let's do a, you know, a Mexican something with, you know, Uganda yeah. Rwanda, you know, mm-hmm. how do you go about putting that together to make it, to make it work?
3: Yeah. So you, you kind of said it right. So it's, I, I have an idea of what I want when, when we talk about, um, I mean, of course, we, you know, when we, we started talking about coffee with you guys, a uh, Mexico with, with Smitty with your Baird's, made sense and then fill with your, your venomous stuff, an African coffee, like a central African coffee kind of made sense. Right. So, so we wanted, we knew we wanted to be in those areas. Um, Mexico, Mexico has a few regions of coffee producing air, like areas, um, but it's not as as difficult to fu- like hone in on as some of your larger producing countries like Brazil and Colombia and things mm-hmm. like that. So it, there's not a whole lot to choose from when you're talking about Mexico. Um, Chiapas, the region where the coffee that's in this blend comes from, I I really like it because it's got like a instead of like a, a a dark chocolate base, which is a lot of your Central and South American coffees. Um, the, the Mexico Chiapas has more of like a toffee base to it. So it's a little bit sweeter, a little bit creamier, I guess, than what you would expect from like a South American, like a, like a Colombian, um, which I really liked. And, and I thought it would go well when we were talking about an African coffee, because African coffees, especially like Rwandans, tend to be a little bit more floral um, in flavor. And, and so I didn't want to put something that was too overpowering on, on the, on the front end, like as a base, because you're going to taste that, you're going to taste that Central American coffee kind of first. That's going to be like your base level. It's going to be the more overpowering flavor um, because it's going to be that, that like toffee or that chocolate base. You're going to, you're going to get that. And especially coffee drinkers, the people that enjoy coffee kind of expect that, that, that kind of chocolatey base. So I didn't want to overpower that chocolate or that toffee in in the case of the Mexico with something that was going to just get lost in the shuffle. So choosing the toffee and then going with something a little bit more floral to bring out some brightness in in the cup, um, because I knew that we wanted to go to a medium roast. Um, And and with a medium roast, you want to, you want to accent some of the 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 nice aspects of the coffee without um losing a lot of the sweetness and and so with those floral notes you can get that sweetness but having that like toffee flavor um up front with the mexico kind of helps that that um that sweetness linger in the cup and also the nice thing about taking it to a medium roast is that you get that um that both the mexico and the rwanda have like a grapefruit kind of tang to it Mm -hmm. um But when you take it to a medium, you can kind of roast out a little bit of that acidity, which a lot of people find a little bit, um, you either love it or hate it when you're talking about African coffees. And and so you can, you can kind of smooth that out a little bit and make it like a nice rounded, uh, balanced cup with those sweet and floral notes to it. So that's kind of what I was going for when we, when we did the, the blend, um, Honestly, it was something that I was pretty intrigued to try because I've never really seen that combination before. Um, and so, I you you see you see some some African coffees and some Central American coffees, before, but I've never seen a Mexico Chiapas and a and a Rwanda together. And honestly, I mean, I thought it turned out magnificent. I, I oh, I loved it. Really, I was really yeah. impressed with it. Um, and and we fine tune a little bit. It's actually, it actually did end up being 50-50. Um I oh, actually okay. started a little heavier on the Mexico um, but like I said, I, I lost a little bit more of the floral notes um, more than I wanted from the from the Rwanda. I really wanted that Rwanda to stand out because I really wanted that to be an introductory to people who hadn't really had that uh, that African coffee experience before because a lot of times when you hear African coffee, you think Ethiopian Yirgacheffe, and it's the like punchiest, acidic. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. it tastes like you're drinking like apple juice or something. Right. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. um, and so I wanted an introductory to African coffee without it being an Ethiopian Yirgacheffe, chef. And, um, I like Ethiopian Yirgacheffes, chefs, um, but not everyone does. And so I thought that this blended really, really well together and brought uh, with the 50, 50 balance brought out enough of those floral notes to, to really get a feel for it. Awesome. So, awesome just
0: like cigars man it's like it's you want to find the the tobaccos that work together not yeah. against yeah. each other
3: you know so uh, uh, go ahead you no know, we're gonna say trey yeah uh, well i was gonna say and it's interesting because you do have so many different palettes to choose from I and mean, the, the possibilities of combinations are endless right so some of it has to do with us having access to certain coffees like i know we had talked about some other areas where they're a little bit harder to get um access to some of those coffees so the reason why we started with the mexico and the rwanda is because we had we had those in stock um and so so that also helps as well what i was gonna say is uh, having had
1: like uh how do i phrase this having sampled ethiopian and somali myself the i know what you mean by that earthy acidic that that real earth tone so when you're roasting, specifically with our blend, are you roasting the Mexican stuff it's completely separate, or are you putting them both in the same, at the t- in the same oven at the same time, so to speak?
3: Yes, yeah. So you can do you can do both. Okay. Uh, we we have some coffees that are pre uh, pre roast blended, some that are post roast blended. This is a pre roast blend, so we combine the green coffee together and then roast it. Okay, um, and and there's pros and cons to both. Um, I'm going to take my 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 opportunity here to nerd out about coffee because that's yeah you know, man that's why you have a song <laughs> so. hell yeah do it <laughs> so, Get um so the the pro um of 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 post roast blending is that you can roast each to a certain degree separately and then combine them um but it's also a little bit harder to gauge quantity right so I, you you have to roast like a partial batch Um, of each one and then combine them if you have like a small batch order, right? Uh, Pre-roast blending, you can combine them together before you roast, have the exact quantity that you want, roast it, and you have a finished product. The problem is that some coffees tend to not want to roast to the same degree as other coffees. Um, and so some coffees will roast faster, some will roast slower, some some will retain heat, some will will expel that heat faster. Um, so t- in order to do that, you, I typically don't post roast I pre- sorry, I typically don't pre-roast, blend um, different processing methods. And I can't remember if we talked about this before, but there's like three main processing methods with coffee. You have like washed processed coffee, natural processed coffee, and honey processed coffee are your three main ones. Um, so I will only, pre-roast blend the same processing method in this case both of the coffees in this blend are washed coffees they're fully washed coffees and so they tend to act similarly um and so uh that's why we did a pre-roast blend on that so that we can kind of help um uh we can they they act similar enough and we can help uh manage the the freshness of the coffee so we can roast it all together and have it as fresh as possible
1: so now, in your selection process of obviously we, we we figured out what countries and regions and all that and what you could get and what you had on hand and everything, is it is it luck or just a good pairing that they happen to forgive my
3: ignorance cook at the same time at the same temp? Um, a little. Uh, okay. So, like I said, it's the it's the um the processing method has a lot to do with it. Um, so these both being washed processed coffees, um, and you, would you like me to explain what washed processed coffee is? is yeah. It? I remember what? last time you guys were on, we went through the three different types, but you know yeah, what, let's just, yeah. we, we got time. Let's do it. Yeah. So a washed processed coffee. Uh, so you take it off the, so coffee is a cherry. Uh, the, so the coffee bean is actually a seed inside of a cherry. Um, you take it off the tree, you put it into, um, like a wash tank. Um, you let it ferment, and then you put it through a pulper. So that's a washed processed coffee that gets the pulp off of the cherry of the coffee. A natural processed coffee, it comes off the tree, goes onto a raised bed usually, um, and it ferments. It dries out there uh, depending on the climate for two weeks to 30 days or something like that until it reaches a, a an appropriate um, uh, moisture content, and then they depulp it. Um, and, and then, uh, honey processed coffee is kind of a hybrid between the two. So they'll let it rest on those raised beds for a shorter amount of time. Um, and then they'll run it through a wash process or a, a depulper. pulper. Um, so those are the three. So because both of the coffees, uh, the Mexico and the Rwanda went through that wash process, they tend to act similarly, not identically, but similarly, uh, enough that I can predict what they're going to do as part of the roast. Um, and so, yeah, they, they roast, um, th- this coffee roasts about as predictably as you would want a coffee to do. Um, so it, it's, it's, nice. it, it was a pretty standard roast, Excellent. which with, with really nice results. So I honestly didn't have to really play around with it a whole lot before I got something that I wanted. That's great, man. Yeah. Cause that That's was good. my
0: concern sort of going in was like that I would want the hardest to get stuff. Not knowing that it was the hardest to get and that it just yeah, right, complete pain yeah. in the ass on on y'all's end.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is where I would say definitely not so much luck. I mean, this is what Trey does like all the time, right? He's here in the lab, so to speak. It's an art figuring out figuring out the right combination of of, of coffee to pair with each other to bring out the right taste that everyone's looking for. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this I, is what we've done and, you know,
3: I and mean, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of experience. I mean, so coming up with new blends, it's, it's like it, anything else. Like I'm trying to bring it to an analogy with the snake world, but you know, like, you know, when your animals are ready to breed, you, have you've witnessed it, you've seen patterns, you've, you know, I, I do the same thing. So I roasted thousands of batches of coffee. I kind of understand what a washed Mexican coffee will do, and I understand what a washed Rwandan coffee will do. And I can, I can tend to like add heat or take away heat or add airflow or take away airflow at times because I know the coffees. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. a lot of practice, and yeah, hell yeah. So,
0: I am looking up things in the chiapas
3: i was gonna say you you look like you're lagging for a minute yeah you're gonna have i actually looked it up earlier on iNaturalist. so you're gonna have like central american boas in that area you're gonna have a lot of um uh abronia in that area um awesome you're gonna have actually uh some some dry marcon make it down that far i didn't realize that the the dry marcon make it down um i think they call them the southern indigos or, or something like that yeah. Um, what else? Uh,
0: jumpers, Phil. I see. I see some. Oh, nice. Nice on there. Coleonics elegans.
1: Very cool.
3: They had some like morlets, crocodiles, and yep. American crocodiles. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah.
0: Their equivalent of coach whips some Mast Very cool. Coral snakes.
1: I would say put it up on the screen, but we'd probably crash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome, man.
3: That's so cool. Yeah. It's a really cool, it's a really interesting region because like I, it's, it's something that like you, you think of that Mexico area. And I always think of like a more arid area, but it's very, it's very forested, very rainforested, very tropical um, very equatorial type of of animals that live there so yeah fantastic tons of anoles that's that's like three quarters of what i saw
1: was posted on that oh wow shows. yeah i think there's there's like was it 30 or 40 species you know south yeah. of chihuahua <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's crazy
3: and of course your your green iguanas are make are naturally popular down there yeah that's cool the man. rwandan area is really interesting though i mean we'll we'll get to that one i'm sure but uh that was that was very interesting to learn everything that was super was super unique oh yeah tons of biodiversity in rwanda
1: because you think about it you've got like these lowland hillscapes the steppeland grassland and then you've got these these lush mountainscapes with thick jungle you know it's
3: Wild and and you have you have the major lakes there too, right? Like you have yeah. Lake Victoria that comes right in there, Lake Tanganyika that comes down. It's more like Uganda, but um, but it's or Burundi, Burundi south, yeah, Burundi. um, but uh, uh, but like in that Tanz because Rwanda is kind of on the central eastern side of Africa. Um, and for those that don't know, and uh so you're gonna get a lot like it's right next to Tanzania. Um, so like think of um Mount Kilimanjaro is in Tanzania uh so you you've got like the Serengeti National Preserve in there um and so you've got a really diverse it's it's equatorial right it's right on the equator right on um and it, it it's got a really I mean you've got everything from like rhino vipers in there you've got uh, forest cobras in there you've got what else oh my gosh just so many things so many interesting animals that that live in that area um now crocodiles make it down uh down there um yeah, yeah, really you got interesting. Three,
1: three or four species of, of tree viper, yeah, and then
3: countless,
1: countless colubrids.
3: I've awesome seen area. report. I saw reports. It wasn't on iNaturals, but I saw some other stuff where there were actually boomslang and mambas that were in that area, um, that they said might be uh, native ranges into into Rwanda. So really interesting, and 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 like so important to not just the reptile industry, but like we talked about the the lakes where, you know, that's where all of your African cichlids come from. Um, You know, it's a a really major uh, area for birds. So pretty much across the the pet industry and people with interested in pets know that area. So that's another reason why we wanted to do that area. Um, in addition of course to like the cobras and things that are found there um oh yeah it's just it's so it's it's such an interesting and probably underappreciated area when we talk about um both coffee and and wildlife
1: oh for sure for sure and there's so much science coming out of that region too and because of the politics and some of the not so nice things that have happened in that region unfortunately people are apprehensive at least outsiders are apprehensive to to visit that region but there's so much that needs to be researched and discovered and it is good to know that the the more modern governments are making more protected lands whether it be for the the benefit of nature or their own personal interest who knows but it's working and scientists are getting out there and field researchers are getting out there and it's it's a really really captivating captivating area
3: yeah it, it's it's interesting that's a good point phil because i mean all that like uganda and rwanda and burundi are are right on the edge of like the democratic republic of congo on one side and then sudan on the other and so like you said you you almost have to go through those areas to get there yeah um, and so it makes sense why there has been Limited um, access for people to do wildlife conservation stuff with everything else going on, but
1: yeah, the uh, few people I know that have that have done like Uganda into Rwanda, they'll either fly into Nairobi and then take small planes yeah. into Uganda or into Rwanda, or they'll even fly as far as Dar es Salaam and then take little pole jumpers across from Dar es Salaam across Tanzania to get there. So yeah. it's almost traveling there in itself is its own adventure, you know. I'm sure,
3: sure. <clears throat> But
1: yeah, what what are we looking at here, Smithy?
3: There's a, there's a, a bunch of I noticed a really cool agamas that were like really yeah. beautiful yeah. colored agamas that that are in Rwanda.
1: Do we know the actual city where the beans are coming from or no? Yeah, it's that one. Okay,
3: okay. I, I'm not gonna butcher it, but yeah, Karongi. Yeah, that's the one. It's kind of like western. It's in the western province. Nice. Of Rwanda is a very small country, so it, yeah. Um, but yeah it's on the western side
1: yeah and there's so much crossover because like you said you've got the drc on the west you got tanzania and kenya on the on the east yeah. so you've got a ton of mishmash and then like you said that those great lakes are there and there's so many estuaries and river systems and spring systems and you know you've got this grassland that has running rivers going through it and then all of a sudden you're at the foothill of a mountain that now you've got alpine species tropical equatorial mountain species it's incredible country
3: look at those chameleons yeah. there Ch- were a few yeah N- not even just one like several like the pygmy chameleons there that just just really cool
0: the reed frogs are pretty
3: nice oh yeah yeah, th- yeah there were there were several species of reed frogs Good old hemidactylus. Do I was gonna thing. say, <laughs> <same thing. laughs> yeah. So I thought, yeah. I think I saw one over there the other day.
1: Nice, <laughs> you, nice. Have you go probably to go, go to Antarctica and find
0: one of those things <laughs> hanging out somewhere.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if there was hemidactylus inside, like the research stations in Antarctica. <laughs> but,
3: yep, that, that's about right. Let, go back. <clears throat>
0: Cause I also put a rack because I'm curious as to if they had any like scorpion species and stuff there.
1: Nice. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of fossorial species of scorpion. Oh, now croc! Look at that.
0: Oh, there we go. Baby would be curious. I haven't even heard of that species before. What is it? Uh, hold on a second. Babi Curris Centurimorphous Centurimorphous interesting that's pretty pretty
1: cool yeah
0: seems like a more like roided out Gygus
1: well I was gonna say it's it's like a a marble jacksoni oh yeah look at that very jacksoni with the with the black on the tips and oh awesome bug That's such a cool group
0: of group of scorpions. Yeah, makes me makes me want some.
1: I know, right? Oh.
0: What else we got here?
1: A lot of lizards. Nice. Is that a herald snake I saw?
0: Where? Uh,
3: there, there are. I, I did see Kate Fowles. Oh yeah, very radio, some other yep. stuff.
0: Oh, speaking of, I got that that book, uh, Dangerous Snakes of Africa, off of Hamilton for like $10.
1: Nice, nice. And I
0: think that is probably the second most information-filled book on uh, stilettos.
1: Yeah, it's... it's, It covers like the
0: entire genus, it seems like. Oh, yeah. In Africa. Because I was reading it and I was like, Phil has to know about this because there's...
1: No, I, I have. The, so the copy you have is the second edition, and the the hardcover of that second edition is very scarce. I don't even know if they really ever made it, but the paperback is everywhere. So I actually have the paperback. The original version, <clears throat> excuse me, was a was hardcover only, and it had a, an orange and yellow squam oh, on the yeah, cover. We're talking. There you go. There, speaking of Atheris. Speaking of Atheris,
0: these things do something to my body that I cannot explain. Oh. Did, did I freeze?
4: Is everyone just me there? Quiet. No, we're just <laughs> in shot of the, side, the green just, snake. It's you not know, just, just just like looking, your, your spirit you, froze for a second there looking yeah. at me.
0: Dude, that is like... If there was ever a snake on the planet that I I fully want to know everything and anything about, it's it's Nishii, without a doubt.
1: Oh yeah. Well, speaking of Atheris, like I was saying, the the original version of uh, Stephen Spall's book was a hardback yet red red jacket with a a red and yellow squam. And if you found that book secondhand in the past ten or fifteen years, it was anywhere from two hundred to three hundred dollars because it just it was just that rare of a book and most of them were signed by spalls and uh i never bought it because i was like I, I can't i can't justify it because at the end of the day it is just a field guide you know what i mean it's the quintessential venomous snakes of africa field guide but it is just a field guide but i am very happy that i got the one you have because it does <clears throat> excuse me have so much information on atractaspis
0: well it even had thrasops in there i mean it was brief yeah. my sort of my one complaint about that book though is that some of the species that that I would probably consider not getting bit by. Uh, It's like, yeah, these are likely not anything crazy or not anything medically significant. And I'm like, like it said, Thrasops were harmless. And I'm like, eh, are they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Eh. in Africa, I'm sure they're harmless. (laughs) I will say this, though. If you are a fan of that book, you got to get Sun, Sand, and Snakes, which is also by Stephen Spall's. And uh, that book is... It's dated, but it has a fantastic book on African snakes.
2: Look at that
0: freaking thing, man.
1: I know. Neon green, baby. God. Look at the contrast against the dirt. Oh, oh.
0: Well, you mean just the... The borders on it. That damn hex armor glove. I know, right?
1: It's a blessing and a curse.
0: People in those gloves, man. Yeah. Like, I, I mean... I'd, I'd scream like a girl if I saw that if I look over and saw no saw you, that girl, you, you uh,
1: would not I'd, you would not scream like a girl you would your mouth would drop open and you would be speechless
2: <laughs>
1: And like i I know what that feels like that's exactly how you would do it
0: like, this is a species I've been obsessed with since I was I was a kid and I like I'll probably never own them I never say never At the rate things are going, I don't think it's going to happen. But look at that one. That one, look at all the black, dude. Yeah, man.
1: Oh, my God. Incredible.
0: Did you know that Rungway is supposed to be, like, technically a subspecies of these? Really? Really? Yeah, they're very closely related.
1: Yeah, because they're in the same neck of the woods, too, right? They're on the eastern side of Rwanda? I believe so. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. These the gnarly, uh, gnarly snakes. The atheris we used for the coffee bag was that was that Nishii or was that uh... it's
0: uh, chloracis?
1: Okay, that's why I figured.
0: It's you know it's just it. Some of the the oh look look who that
1: is, look at that man, Mike. Look Clark. at that handsome man right there. <laughs> look at that wanker shot on iNaturalist. God yeah. bless him. Only he can pull that off. Look at that that all black Yeah, the arrowhead man. Oof. All right. All right. And all of these are in Rwanda? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Just awesome possum.
0: We need to next time Mike goes, we need to hitch a ride with him. So Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I would be able to tripod if I saw one of those. A <laughs> bushmaster in the scrub. Oh,
1: Rob is grouping it real. Just get the boat, Smitty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do want to go to like. There's a couple of eco tour companies now that that do like Uganda tours, and I'd really like to to do one of those. No,
1: he was saying get the boat so you can have venomous.
0: Oh, that no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think both Trey and McKendrick would agree that that's that's not a that's not a good trade.
1: No,
3: no, not at not at all.
1: No. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, uh, Mexican and Rwandan. Yes. Blended. Blended. The uh,
0: tasting notes toffee, grapefruit, and apricot with a mild floral finish.
1: Excellent. Who writes the tasting notes?
3: Who else comes up with this (laughs) this foolishness? I I think my tasting notes are fairly mild in terms of what the coffee world
4: throws out there. This is true. So
3: I try to remember who my audience is.
4: I think there's a level of simplicity to it that is still very attractive to the to the partaker.
3: There there is a whole like, I don't know. Counterculture in coffee big time that just goes down rabbit holes of things. Like they'll they'll name things that have you ever tasted that? Like I don't understand yeah, why that's yeah. tasting notes like, because no one has ever tried that. It's like that in so, cigars, too. Yeah.
0: Big so, time. Like you see I, the t- tasting notes, and you're like, what? It tastes like the iron from a horseshoe that's been worn for three weeks.
1: Like <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> right. <You're>
3: like, <laughs> I like, really yeah. I, I try to keep it realistic. And and you'll see most of mine are are somewhat the same in terms of like um, the the main base because they come from similar areas. So you'll see a lot of chocolate and a lot of grapefruits. A common one um, that you'll see anything that has that acidity to it, you're gonna get that um, like uh, African coffees. A lot are gonna have that uh, that base of that citric base to it. So grapefruit is a common one you see in coffee. Um, The the one that there's there's a few that I, I can't really, I don't know, like Kenyan coffees are famous for their tomato flavor, but I really hate putting tomato because it just doesn't yeah sound appealing. Yeah, it yeah. Doesn't. there's it some doesn't. cigars
0: where they'll put like, note and I'm like, why would you add that? Like, no just one's going to want to taste yeah. that.
3: He also has to, he also tells me sometimes, McKendrick does, tells me sometimes that uh, I, I need to not say, like, like, I think you said like, uh earthy and and uh i well, i can't remember what, exactly what i said but you're like that sounds like you're grabbing some dirt and yeah <laughs> see, <laughs> that's, I,
0: I don't that's that's like, yeah. like i like earthy cigars like yeah. cigars yeah. that i that taste like dirt for some reason if a cigar has that note and it's like right there at the front yeah. the entire time sign me up i don't know why maybe i've got piker or something but that <laughs> yeah. flavor dude is just like i like yeah
1: cigars. but see when i think earthy when, when i think earthy i don't think like soil yeah i mean i i think of more I, of a woodsy more um
3: i can't remember exactly what i said i saw his point when when i said it i was like oh i don't know like pine cone or something <laughs> i yeah. can't remember exactly what i said it's but it was like okay, deciduous fine. yeah i was like okay that's yeah. fine leaf yeah. litter yeah, yeah. <laughs> notes Wait. notes of conifer okay right. <laughs> okay fine i'll back off <laughs>
4: Going a little too close to the edge Yeah. <laughs> with, your, with your descriptions, they're going to fall off a cliff. I
1: will say this, though. Smitty and I have talked about this with cigars in the past, where if there is a notes sheet or, or a notes you know, key, if you will, we will not read it. And then I'll smoke a cigar and then write what I think down mm-hmm. and see if any of them matched.
0: Yeah, because then you get a confirmation bias. Yeah. You're like I, I, looking I for it, you're going to find it.
3: 100% right, agree. Right, right. I mean, just keep in mind for for everyone listening that the, the Tasty notes are marketing, right? It's it's all, I mean, it, it depends on on who's writing them. You try to be realistic because you want people to be happy with the coffee. Right. But it's it's a marketing tool that that people that has been kind of adopted as standard in in the world of coffee and the same thing with cigars. Is you're trying to make it as appealing as possible to the person. So I always recommend you know understand what you like but also try and taste it unbiased um and and that's a lot of what coffee is like um there's and i'm sure the same thing with cigars but there's there's a like a certifications that you can get like tasters of coffee yeah. um one is a q grader it's it's like the highest level of like um sensory and tasting of coffee that you can get um and and it's all about being able to identify uh, and uh, a standardized list of, of flavors and tasting notes and things like that. So, um, excellent. excellent. So yeah,
2: yeah.
0: There's just a level of subjectivity to to the notes and stuff because it's with cigar reviews. Like I you know I've talked about those uh, a little bit here and there in the past, but like those are only. I don't I don't take those too seriously when I read them because there's going to be biases whether they're conscious or subconscious i think yeah Uh, and most of the time they are blind reviews like they don't have a band on them they don't know what it is they're just smoking it and they're rating it um it just so happens that that the companies that seem to spend the most in ad space in some of these magazines get the best reviews uh it's kind of kind of
3: it's interesting how that happens Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: But I mean, it's, it's completely subjective. Like everyone's palates different. So like what I find to be mild, Phil may find peppery or what Phil finds to be, you know, just really sort of strong and, and in your face, I may find to not be, um,
2: so, that's yeah. interesting
3: you say that because i think the same thing with coffee exists in terms of like roast degrees so we, you also have so in terms even in addition to the flavor notes of coffee you have the degree that it was roasted so like light medium and dark um and some People's classification of a medium roast versus a dark roast may be vastly different. And so, like, and, and people's preferences and tolerances for that can be very different as well. And I'm sure the same thing again with cigars and the, mm-hmm. the mildness or boldness of it. So,
1: I will say this my, uh, like I said, we drink a lot of coffee at work and my employer tries to vary it up best we can. But there is a certain brand uh, that I won't mention, but it begins with a P and ends with an Eats um it uh we got two boxes in one was a medium one was a dark and the medium roast tasted great the dark roast literally tasted like they put liquid smoke in it like Mm. they like they they forced the peatiness like i see the group chats talking about scotch right and in for me i like i love scotch but and i like a peaty scotch but there's a certain level where you're adding so much shit into it to make it what it probably could never really be, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, there's a difference between adding peat to smoke out your scotch, right, or just yeah. adding smoke smell, smoke taste. Like, that's just come on.
3: And, and that's exactly what they're doing. Um, so when when you roast a dark roast, so the the company that you mentioned, the one that starts with P and ends with Eats. Um, is commodity grade coffee right, right so right. so you're you're talking about coffee that isn't quite the same grade as specialty coffee which is what we roast and and that's not to say that it's better or worse or whatever i mean it's it's objective some people love that flavoring coffee right and, um, and for coffee that's going
1: to sit on a shelf for
3: months on end sure. it tastes good sure you know, sure yeah. um specialty coffee is anything that scores 80 or above on a 100 point scale um, so just kind of an idea. And and commodity coffee can be anything lower than that. Um, it could be a 79 and it's still commodity grade coffee. Um, so just keep that in mind. But my point is that um, they are going to roast that a certain way because of what it is. So when we roast dark roast and specialty coffee, I want tr- my goal is to try and retain as much of that bean flavor as I can um, so that you you get what you're paying for. You're paying for a specialty grade product. I want you to get a uh, nice smooth roasted you know but still get some of the the original bean flavor when you're talking about the commodity grade coffee and the stuff that, that some of the the major coffee producers are putting out they're going to roast it hot and hard right and that's where you're getting a lot of that 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 mm-hmm. smoky flavor come because they're hitting it so hard with heat up front that you're getting a lot of evaporation early and you're getting a lot of smoke in the roaster and you're getting that smoke aroma imparted on the beans as they roast through um and, and so that's that's what they're doing they're hitting it hard and they're hitting it fast and they're roasting as fast as they can um and, and again some people love it um i tend to not like it i like lighter roast coffee because i like the bean flavor um but that's ex- you're exactly right philas that's exactly what they're doing is it's it's almost like they're not even adding liquid smoke they're a- adding literal smoke to it
1: yeah yeah and it what's 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 sad is that when i when i brewed it in the curry or whatever the hell we have there. I can't remember what brand it is, but it the smell was infinitely worse than the taste. The taste was like, <laughs> eh, it's alright." But like the smell like which is the polar opposite of yours. Your smell is just
3: like, "Oh my." Yeah. Oh but, my. But speaking of scotch, and 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 I'm going to throw this out there because you're going to have to come see it as at, at a show to get it. We do do a uh bourbon barrel aged coffee now, which is absolutely fantabulous excellent Excellent. Um, fabulous but we only do it at shows so you can't get it online it's and we do that because it's uh, hard to like you have to age it in the barrel for 30 days and it's it's kind of hard to like keep that on the website with one-off orders we kind of have to do it as a batch um and so that's why we do it at shows only so come see us at a show we'll have bourbon barrel aged coffee it tastes like bourbon like, like nice legit. wow so it's
1: crazy can i can i ask some some questions and, and if this is trade secret feel free to say no but go ahead so how old are the casks you're using and are you putting it in whole bean or are you grinding and then putting it in
3: yeah so um the the barrels themselves are once used bourbon barrels we get them from a local Um, distillery here in Charleston Um, it's it's high wire distillery in case uh, anyone local um, knows that but they're right they're right in downtown Charleston Um, they're once used and I think the ones that we have are five year aged Um, so they had the bourbon in them for five years and then they of course drained them and then they get we bought the barrels um, and then what we do with them is that we put the actual the raw coffee. So they're not roast the beans so, aren't roasted yet. So, so green coffee. So we put the green yet. coffee Excellent. into the barrels, let them sit there for 30 days. They soak up all that char and all that good stuff that's left behind. Nice. And then we uh, we roast them after 30 days. So that's so, awesome. It's is it's 30 different. days like the sweet
0: spot or is that like that's if you, the part you where you're in
3: there longer you could you could we never went past 30 days because it about knocked mckendrick out um he got a little tipsy <laughs> the first time he opened that barrel um yeah. there's a picture on our instagram if you want to see what uh <laughs> what barrel yeah. drunk looks like <laughs> it'll knock you on your butt yeah, if you that, never stuck your head in a in a that, bourbon that's well <laughs> that's it's, very poor. it's very strong so we never made it past 30 days um but uh 30 days does the job let's just say <laughs> nice <laughs> you, you taste bourbon
1: and let me ask you this did you guys settle on that because of the fermentation time or just 30 days was this an easy
3: number to keep track of it's probably i mean more so the second time so we are the second part so we when we when we initially started experimenting with the bourbon barrels we took it out what was it like once every week we took it out i can't remember but i think it was like every seven days we took a little bit out sample roasted it tried to see which each tasted like and we got to 30 days and we're like the the difference between like 21 days and 30 days wasn't like that big of a difference and so we and actually i think
4: we did leave a a, a, we did it was like 16 days yeah. yeah that went and, beyond and 30
3: there was not that big of a difference no. between you know the, the the ones that were in there longer or right around that same time so 30 right. days it's easy to keep track of it was 30 31 days right so we, we dropped I mean, the, yeah. the last one november 1st we've got some pulling out december 1st so it's just okay. easy for us to keep up with awesome
1: and then my other question to that is are you filling that thing with bean or are you doing like stages because i wonder if being at the bottom that isn't getting as much air circulation would be different than the top or is that just in my head? I don't know. That's a
3: good
4: question. A good we, question. We, we, filled we filled it, it up. up. Yeah. yeah,
3: we filled it up. So nice. Yeah. It up. Mix I'm, them
4: up really good. I'm sure like...
3: there is a difference in the fact that some of them are making contact with the sidewall. Right, yeah. are... So I'm sure there is some level of difference, but like we take it out of the barrel and we kind of, so we we will take them all out of the barrel and put them in a in a grain pro bag and like a big plastic bag. Um and so it all gets mixed back up together. So Okay. The way it sits in the barrel isn't the way it gets roasted. Okay. Okay. So Very cool, man. Very yeah. cool. It's it's interesting. It was a, it was a learning process. So nice. That's that's one of the kind of the fun things about coffee, but also the kind of the annoying things about coffee is there's not a challenging whole, challenging. challenging things yes yeah. is that it, not a lot of people like the old guard in coffee was pretty hesitant to give away their secrets um and so there's yeah. not a whole lot of information about how to get started roasting coffee or like like um if you want to do something really specialized like barrel aging of coffee there's not a whole lot of information out there to like step by step here buy a bourbon barrel open the barrel put the coffee yeah in. like like you were saying phil the first time we tried to do it we didn't know whether we put the green coffee in or the or the bean or the roasted yeah. beans yeah yeah so we had to we had to figure it out kind of on our own um and uh yeah so every 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 new little project we learn something different yeah man
1: and i wonder if other fermenting vessels could be used in a similar fashion like i mean i don't know how good it would be to do like a red wine
3: but i mean something to that thought process you know what i mean we we have actually in our possession a brandy barrel yeah. which oh doing, there we go. there we yeah. go. We haven't we haven't played around with it yet but um, that, nice. that's kind of the next one. The bourbon barrel was such a huge hit. We had to buy more bourbon barrels. so we've got <laughs> <Yeah>. those going. <laughs> got <three laughs> we have haven't gotten around to the br- the brandy one yet but that's yeah. awesome Ew, man, I-, I think it'll, I think it'll be interesting the the brandy's hopefully sweeter uh, and, and
1: yeah you know, I will hard. tell you this I've I have personally had just normal drip right mm-hmm. with VSOP. And normal drip with B and B Benedictine and brandy, and mm. man, that all three of them are not mixed. All three, but those two pairing with a good coffee is exquisite. Mm. Interesting. Just, just so, don't don't drink it at eight in the morning.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very, very true.
4: <laughs> Note it.
0: Are you you like selective about what? variety you're putting in that barrel like is there one that's more neutral that works better for that
3: yes um so what we've been using for the bourbon barrel aged is a washed colombian coffee and that's about as traditional of a coffee as you can get so like when you went when i think of coffee when i think of my childhood all the way up to being an adult and i think oh i want a coffee the taste that i think of is a washed colombian so mm-hmm. probably most other people as well. It's that yeah. Yeah. chocolatey it's kind of, it doesn't have a lot of acidity. doesn't have a lot of sweetness. It's just a chocolate.
0: doesn't have a lot of nuance taste. to it. It's yeah. Right.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, and that's what we wanted. We didn't want like something to overpower the bourbon, like or conflict with that bourbon flavor. Um, so we wanted the caramels and the vanillas and stuff that were in that bourbon to pop. Um, and so we right. wanted as flat of a base as we can get. So it's a very that's nice, awesome. it's especially great coffee. It's a very nice coffee. Nothing taken away from the coffee, but it's it's as as coffee flavored as you can get, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's great though. That's great.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it when we had Trey on initially, but like I've I've experimented with infusing some cigars with with coffee uh in the past, and it worked pretty well. And mm. that was kind of one of the things was like so you have like your Connecticut wrappers, which are typically your lighter cigars um, typically a little on the peppery side, but I, it was, those or Maduro's and I ended up going with Maduro's because that is the darker sort of oilier, oilier uh, mm. variety. And what I ended up doing was I ended up going and getting like a bag of whole bean off the, from the grocery store. I think it was like a bag of Starbucks or something. Um, and putting it in a Tupperware with these, with some just cheap, like house, house blend cigars and, Left them in there for about a month, just covered in in coffee beans. And uh those things were they were good. It you could mm. that flavor definitely transferred over. Um those beans like absolutely just zapped the humidity though. Really? Like, those things yeah. were dry. Those cigars, I put a Boveda pack in there, dude. That thing was was crispy by the time I had pulled it out. It was wild. Interesting.
3: Wow. Interesting. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, coffee. Coffee is a very low, roasted coffee has a very low moisture content. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Kind of wasn't all that surprised because, it, um, you know, those Boveda packs are meant to sort of operate as like a controller of humidity where they're taking in if there's too much and they're putting out if there's too little. And if those beans have like really nothing in them, they're just going to sponge all that right out of that thing. But
1: So was the, was the Boveda pack like turned into solid rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. that's in Tupperware, which is, yeah, is like, wild. Because hmm. those things by themselves in a Tupperware, they'll last, like, a year plus, no problem. Easy. They'll, you know, because it's like a, a saline-type solution that they use in those to where I guess they have the ratio right for a certain level of humidity. And, uh, yeah, like, those those beans, man, they just, that thing was, was like cardboard once I pulled it out. But those yeah. cigars were damn good. I want to do it again.
3: I wonder yeah, if you, you know where to get coffee now.
0: Yeah, if yeah. you well, if you have like whole bean that you guys end up not using or like
3: all the stuff, time, <laughs> stuff
0: that you're just not going to use. Like, let me know. I, yeah, I'll definitely,
3: absolutely, yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah,
1: literally all the time.
3: We we I go wonder,
0: through a
1: lot of coffee. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I wonder if you didn't have the bovina in there because obviously the beans are extracting the humidity the liquid from the boveda which i imagine would probably be toxic if you just did the beans and the cigar without the boveda could you then grind and drink those beans do you think that would be no bueno
3: i don't see why not i don't know about yeah i mean it's nicotine poisoning or something
0: <laughs> those i mean those bovedas too i mean that's like a food grade solution they're using in them you know i
3: they would the beans. How long do you keep them in there?
0: I did it for a month.
3: You it might be on the edge of being the, stale. Okay. Yeah. Of so yeah.
0: I I didn't even have a grinder or anything, so I was like, whatever. You know, it was also Starbucks. So I was like, me.
1: Yeah. But. Well, that, let's let's since you mentioned the the G word, um so my fiance she's Greek and she's been on a Greek coffee kick. She hasn't had it in a few years, and she found a local local shop, if you will, that sells multiple different Greek coffees from where she's from. And uh, I've been drinking it. It's fantastic. And I've noticed that the Greek coffee is so finely ground because you're not filtering it, right? Mm -hmm. Can someone take a cold blooded caffeine bean and grind it up that fine that it would that it would uh, brew the same way or no? Yes.
0: Is it like a
3: Turkish kind of thing?
1: Yes. Yeah,
3: they're very similar. Yeah, yes. So those styles of coffee are brew methods and not coffee itself. So you can use any type of coffee. Okay. Um, They tend to be darker roasted coffees, um, mostly to get the extraction out of the coffee Without using like a filter. So you're using an immersion method. So you're sitting coffee in water and letting it extract that way. Um, So usually you're going to have a darker roast coffee. It's kind of the same way with like a a French press. So think of it as a French press for those that aren't really aware of what Phil's talking about. Um, Most people know what a French press is. Most people tend to go darker with a French press um, than they would with like a filter coffee because it's easier to get more extraction out of those beans because they're just sitting in water as opposed to flowing through water. Um, but yeah, you can use any coffee, um, and you just grind it super fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This stuff is, is like powdered sugar. It's amazing. It's powdered yeah. sugar. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so it's, what, it's they actually, just drink it. They drink it like not filtered. It's just straight up.
3: Yeah. Uh, so they put the powder the, They put the, um, the, grounds in like a i'm not i'm not sure what the the vessel is called but it's like a a little metal pouring vessel thing mm-hmm. uh, at least the turkish coffee they yeah. usually do it over sand oh, yeah. yeah um and it's but it's similar to the greek coffee correct me if i'm wrong phil um yeah and um they usually have the grounds and the water sitting in there and then they pour the water the coffee out and leave the grounds behind
1: yeah um, we um we we just do it on the stove just because it's easy, well, sure, right? Sure, sure. But um, if if anyone knows my Instagram, Knobtails.ig, there's actually a video of me making it, so you can mm-hmm. see what it is. But uh, but yeah, basically what we'll do is we'll use the the little. It's a I don't, I don't want to say it's copper. It might actually be copper with like a wooden handle, and uh, you put in you know a, a teaspoon of of the super fine ground coffee you can add a little sugar if you want and then you put in about half of that vessel worth of water because it's going to boil up and then the minute the boil gets to the to the rim right before it overflows you instantly take it off the heat pour it into a small cup it's got to be a small cup you can't put it into like a traditional american coffee mug because it just won't settle right and uh by the time it's um, unless you are used to drinking lava by the time it's cool enough to drink the Coffee has settled to the bottom, and it actually makes like a paste at the bottom. And then mm. you just drink it like normal. And by the time Brush you're your done, yeah, it, it honestly, has almost a toothpastey texture at the bottom. And by the time you're done drinking it, uh, it's it the films at the bottom. And like I've never tasted grinds, if
3: if that's what people are wondering. So yeah. it's it's almost too fine, like it. it yeah, Smitty, it looks like like a uh, pluff mud almost. Like it's like oh a, wow, yeah. it's like a spongy looking, mm-hmm. yeah. paste Pate, yeah, paste. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it almost has the the same texture as like ground cinnamon.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you have to. So if anyone wants to try that, and and you get buy whole beans, make sure you get a burr grinder, because um, you're never going to be able to get um yeah, like that that forceness. that, cor- that yeah. level of of fine grind with a with a blade grinder. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. How do the burr grinders comparatively? What's the difference? I mean, obviously the blade grinders have, have blades, they're basically like little blenders.
3: Yeah. A burr grinder is like um, I'm trying to it'll have like a, a circle piece and then one that goes inside and the beans kind of fall in between the the burrs and okay. it grinds on itself like this. Yep. Um, and then of course the blade grinders spin. So the the benefit of having a burr grinder is that the the grinds, if you have a decent quality one, the grounds, the will all be around the same size because they're fitting through that uh those two burrs right as opposed to blade grinders that are just spinning it's just kind of a random hit it, what hits it and what breaks mm-hmm. it up um so in order to get that fine when you're talking about espresso or or turkish or greek coffee you're going to need something that you can consistently get very fine grind so good yeah,
0: I've, I've done it with like a ziploc bag and a hammer and it took forever
3: yeah probably probably invest in a, <laughs> a handheld <laughs> you, can, you can get i mean like hario is a very common coffee uh, manufacturer they make uh like handheld burr grinders that are 45 bucks or something like that that do the job just fine
0: yeah I, I mean like the the one that we have it's a blade grinder and it's it was like a cheap one from walmart or something i mean it it's done the job but It just seems like finding something that's, like, built to last in anything, really, anymore, seems like it's getting harder and harder to find.
3: Yeah, your price point goes up quite a bit when you're looking at at quality um, uh, burr grinders. I mean, you know, we we have, of course, we have commercial burr grinders, and those would just make your jaw drop as to how expensive those things are. But even, like, some of your residential higher-end uh grinders they they can they can run a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand dollars depending on what you want. Wow. Um, so yeah. most people I mean most people can get by with a with a hundred two hundred dollar grinder and be perfectly happy. And and if you get a decent one, I'm trying to remember the the brand that that I used to use. It starts with a B. I can't remember. Um but uh it, it was it was a solid grinder. If I remember I'll I'll shout it out but um, it's a decent grinder, and it lasted for a long time until you start trying to run a commercial coffee business and use a <laughs> household grinder, and then it wears it out pretty quickly. But, but it, it, we've all been there, right? No. <laughs> so, trying to take shortcuts, trying to take shortcuts, yeah.
0: Yeah, we've got our little espresso machine, and I like—I bought that for for Katie for Christmas, like probably three or four years ago. And and mm. honestly, I'm a, I'm amazed that thing is i remember you talking about it that. yeah, there.
2: yeah that's, I mean, like, that's good
0: i got I, it I, I, I was like this thing ain't gonna last six months i bet and like it won't die like you can't kill it it was like 130 bucks or something off amazon and i'm like this thing is not gonna for this price like there's no way this thing is gonna last longer than like a year tops
3: i mean <laughs> the idea like, of rocking and amazon rolling is every day simple. it's it's the execution that's sometimes lacking with some of the cheaper products but if you can get one that can get the required pressure and the required temperature and you're somewhat competent with being able to to prepare your your shots then i mean you don't have to have like we've got i've got a manual espresso lever machine in there that does pulls great espresso mm-hmm. but you, just, you have to know what you're doing and yeah yeah she wants to
0: upgrade to like a, a breville or something i've got like, one
3: of those as well it's she, it's a it's a nice little she it's a keeps nice it little Facebook
0: marketplace and stuff and she's like this one's only 500 bucks i'm like yeah,
3: jesus yeah. new well, ones i mean old. yeah new ones will cost you eight and that's like that's yeah, like 500 entry level like entry level quality does yours have a steam one smitty
0: yes it does
3: oh interesting does it does it do yeah 80 decent? uses it all the time That's the, to me, that's the biggest difference in like a quality machine or not. I mean, there's automation and things like that, that you can get with like the, the Breville machines, um, are volumetric. So you can, they, they have a setting on how much they'll pull. You Mm -hmm. don't have to like manually tell it how much to pull, which is, which is nice. Um, and you pay for that feature, but the steam wand is something that I've noticed that is a pretty big difference maker when you move up in, um, in espresso machines, especially home espresso machines, you can get some pretty decent texture, um, textured milk out of a, a higher-end home espresso machine. So nice. Yeah, I
0: mean, Katie was a barista for a while. That she helps. Was, yeah, you know, yeah.
3: Knowing what you're doing goes a long way.
2: Rebels <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And
0: if, if she hadn't, if she knew nothing about about coffee and making it, and she was looking at those machines, I'd be like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> trying yeah. to. Get a Lamborghini and ain't even driven before. Like, yeah. <clears throat> don't get yeah. crazy. But yeah, she makes she makes. I see the thing is like that's sort of the difference because I'll make myself something. I'll make like an iced americano or iced latte or something from that that espresso machine, and like when I make it, it's okay. But then she makes it, and it's just like. 50 percent better and i don't know if it's like she has the ratio of like milk or water to it right and i don't it's just that's, that's where my biggest struggle it's is is getting the the ratio right of of coffee to whatever else you're putting with it yeah
3: but the biggest thing bit. that i see it with with espresso and people struggling at home is is puck preparation so like no like getting the right um distribution of the coffee grounds within the portafilter and getting the tamp right because you'll see a lot of people they'll channel and so even though they have the right amount of coffee and the right amount of water the water channels through the 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 puck and and that's why you get less than adequate um extraction on on those shots so uh, not that i'm saying that you're doing it wrong (laughs) but maybe she's doing it better probably probably (laughs)
1: fair enough i um I uploaded the video of the Greek coffee. If you guys want, should I put it mm, up oh, there? Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where is it? I I, I have I sent it to you on Facebook Messenger, or okay. I can share it if you want. It's up to you. I'm pulling it up. All right, cool.
0: I did try something, so I saw it on this episode of, of I saw it on TikTok. Nice. Uh, someone took their espresso, and so they they put it in the. I don't know what the official term is for the damn thing, but where you put the espresso in, you lock it in
3: there. The portafilter? Sure. The, yep. So the, the, the portafilter is <laughs> the little basket thing.
0: The whole thing. This yeah. has a basket that's removable
3: mm-hmm.
0: and reusable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I put it in there. And then they put like sugar in the raw, or, like cane sugar mm-hmm. on top of that, and then pressed it mm-hmm. on top of the coffee and did it. And I, I tried it. And it was pretty good.
1: See, I, I don't like doing that because after a while, you will start to get, um, a, dare I say, a crystallization of the sugar in the basket and in the, in the main
3: in vessel. The yeah. Yeah. You gotta watch and then, out the, yeah.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden now you're, you're like trapping sugars in there. And it gets kind of like a funk to it. And I'm, I'm
0: oh, on it that's flavor, man. It's like the little Turkish coffee cup thing. You don't wash it. I bet you yours hasn't been washed in decades and it probably uh, enhances the flavor. No,
1: no, you definitely wash it <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> <still> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> wash, hot please wash it. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not seasoning it like a saucepan. That's not happening. <laughs> uh, like, man, this thing doesn't even hold a single ounce of water anymore. It's so filled up with funk. <laughs>
0: It's like the 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 bowls over in Asia that they've been making the same soup out of for a hundred years. Oh, now. the uh,
1: what do they call it? The infinity soup or something? What is it?
0: Yeah, the infinity coffee.
2: Yeah,
1: no, there's a my my coworker. He used to live in Singapore, and uh, he lived like two doors down from one of those little restaurants that has that like bowl of soup that's been cooking for like eighty years or whatever.
3: Mm. He said it was amazing, so. So the the issue, since we're on this topic, and let let the coffee guy just get this off his chest for a second. Um, the the reason why coffee people don't like you um, using old coffee plastered to the side of your cups is that it imparts other flavors other than what the roaster intended into that coffee. So that's a that's a really cool video though, Phil. That's,
1: yeah, it's it's lagging out a little bit.
3: It's actually my, my eating.
1: It's eco-earth. He's
0: pouring in there, not coffee. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> so yeah, we put a, a, a tablespoon of, of coffee at, uh, or a teaspoon of coffee and a teaspoon of uh, cane sugar, and it's just on the stove and just set it to high. And you, you got to watch it because it, the minute you turn your back on it, it's going to bubble over. So here you go. Here comes bubbling. It's Man,
0: like making, my,
1: my video is making, lagging.
0: Baking soda vinegar volcano in kindergarten.
1: Yeah it looks like that. And this video, I don't know if it's lagging for you guys, but it is way faster in real life.
2: It's oh, like pretty said, cool.
1: Yep. Yeah. And like I said, I I'm, I'm a big wuss. I can't drink it scolding hot. I mean, I like hot coffee, but I like people that drink it at 200 degrees they're out of their freaking mind. Um, by the time I'm, my dainty little lips can take it, it has settled appropriately and, and
3: comes out great. So well and, and just you know, just another point. That's how like we cup coffee. So when we when we taste for quality for coffee, we don't we, we brew it in the cups. So we pour wa- water over top of grounds just like you did. Right. And um
4: Harry wanna know what you placed in the science. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it depends on if the judges or coffee drinkers. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um
3: I forgot what I was saying. I was thinking, Harry says, yeah. "Harry says, what is
1: this alchemy?" <laughs> That's funny. Sorry, go, go on track.
3: No, I forgot what I was saying. That's fine.
1: <laughs> you were saying, no, you are oh, saying how you are you're, oh you're cup brewing, and, coffee. Cup and coffee, quality
3: coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when we when we test for quality or when we test for samples, we use a bowl and we put coffee grounds in the bottom of the bowl, and you you just pour water over top of it. So you don't actually like brew through a filter. Um, so it's kind of the similar idea where you let the ground settle to the bottom and you're taking coffee off the top. So it's it's a pretty common way to drink coffee but it's not super practical if you're drinking it like in a to go cup or something like yeah, that. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other be, thing is be is, intentional about it. Yeah, very
1: much like Cuban coffee. This is a after dinner, you know, uh libation if you will or yeah. something you'd have like mid-afternoon, post siesta. This is not your 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 extra large cup in the morning to wake the hell up. Right, right. So then what's the point uh, to enjoy it? Yeah, oh. yeah, to enjoy it. The,
3: the first two cups are for survival, and then the second, uh, <laughs> third, and fourth cups are for enjoyment. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, right. That's it. That's good. That's real good.
0: How many uh, filters gosh. did you guys go through on the pour overs at, oh, at Tinley and, and St. Louis?
3: How many did we go through? I we had to go get more. Um, shoot, I would well, How big are they?
4: 600.
3: Filters? Uh probably I don't know.
4: Three by three or
3: four. Just put it next to your head. About McKendrick's <laughs> head size. Um, yeah, I mean they're probably what four inches by four inches or something like that. Okay. Um, I mean, we we went through four hundred at least. Wow. The filters. I mean, yeah, crazy numbers.
4: At least, yeah.
3: Yeah. So and because we ran out and we had to go get more. And um, finding those specialty filters just out in the world is kind of challenging. Oh, so we, we were able to find them. Luckily, we, we ran out at Tinley and we were able to find some at a, was it a Whole Foods in Orland Park? I think so. Right. The neighboring town over. So for that?
4: those that have been to Tinley. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. Cause we couldn't get the right ones from Target. Yeah. Right? We yeah. tried, tried there. They didn't we have tried everywhere.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah. So we went through a lot of filter. We go through a lot of filters, a lot, lot of coffee. We went through 70 gallons of water. At wow. Tinley alone. Yeah. Crazy numbers. Um, and we we have to lug we lug in five, like the water the water cooler um, jugs that you see at offices and stuff. We that's how we get our water in. So we have to lug seventy gallons of water in five gallon jugs into the convention center. So, wow, yeah.
0: What is the ideal water to use for that kind of stuff? Use <clears throat> like distilled or
3: ideally, we use spring water. Um, yeah, you you want to drink distilled, bro? Yeah. But you're not. <laughs> it's not
0: distilled once you put the coffee in it.
3: No, but it, so the, so coffee. It's good to have some minerals back into it. You don't want like chlorine or anything like that, like your your residential water. So I like to take any- a little.
0: Of a tablet and throw it in mine. It tastes good. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. So I mean, you can, gosh, what a what a rabbit hole you can go down with with water and coffee. I mean, yeah. it's, you would think, oh my goodness, this is the simplest of, of recipes. You've got coffee and you've got water, but man, there's there's a rabbit hole. They like, they make additive like you know, like you can get the like the little uh, what do they call them? Rep drops. It, well, yeah, so it's it. kind of it's like a little <laughs> packet that you tear open and you pour in your minerals for your yeah. for your coffee water it's crazy man it's it's
0: stuff they put in for turtles
3: yeah but it's so it's uh we use spring water is is what we recommend using so wow that's That's great great. all kinds all kinds of stuff that you didn't know you needed to know about coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, i mean it is kind of the nice thing of like you can kind of go as crazy as you want to like if you want to you want to go deep you can go deep
3: And and that's kind of the fun thing. I mean, it's for coffee. Coffee has for me like all of the you can you can get as techie as you want to you can get all the fancy equipment you can be as simplistic as you want to if you want to go old school and do like a siphon brewer or something like that you can do that. Um, Old school percolators and stuff you can get the job done as fancy or as as you know, old school as you want you want to go. You can go down whatever rabbit hole. I, I, I think like I'm a coffee professional. This is my full-time job and I think I know coffee well. And then you see some people like you watch those TikTok videos or something about people doing stuff and see their coffee set up and they're like, "Oh, I've got my my water at exactly 78 oh, yeah. degrees out the tap yeah. and then I'm going to I'm going to grind it this way and then and then distribute it this way and then t- uh, it's
4: I mean, it, I, it's, at some point, it's just hard to even imagine yeah. someone being that much more particular after being around you for the <laughs> right. last couple right. of years. Right. Right. You
3: see how how good I am, like how lucky you are to have me. It and could how be so could much be. worse. I know. Yeah, right.
2: I
0: scary, did. Man. That was another. I did see a, it was a reel or something the other day, and it was it was just like that. It was like a five minute reel. And this guy was making a cup of coffee and it was like measuring out the exact amount of water, the exact amount of coffee. And then. Putting it through like two different filters and then putting it into a cup and then like, it was just like this whole drawn out process. I'm like, bro, just just drink the coffee, man. Like, yeah. even me anxiety point, just watching it, just drink it. Jesus.
3: At some point, to me, you miss some of the enjoyment of the coffee because I want to drink the coffee. Now, there's some like I I enjoy making a pour over, you know, when when I have the time because there's a process and there's a a vibe that you get and it's it's something like. The, it's part of the process that's enjoyable and the sensory of it and everything. But I'm, I would lie to you to say that I make a pour over every morning. It's Mr. Coffee on grounds yeah. in. Yeah. And then we'll talk about something fancier later, but you know, like I said, survival first.
1: Sure. Um, sure. But well, and then we know that McKendrick, if you come in one day and Trey has like a cardigan thrown over his shoulders, <laughs> that's just put your resignation in. I Don't. quit. You quit. That's it. I quit. And I, walk it you out. know,
3: I, I've started to embrace the plaid. Um, I never, I, I resisted for as long as I could, but like that's like the quintessential roaster thing is that they only yeah. have plaid in their wardrobe, and I've, I've, I've noticed that plaid, I, I don't remember buying it, but it started just like sneaking into <laughs> my wardrobe, <laughs> and I think, I think the the universe is saying that I just need to embrace it. So yeah, thousand percent. So. I'm in. It's definitely that just, and not it, cardigan. It, it's it's not it's not great <laughs> yeah. fun in the summers of Charleston to. to yeah, have we, a, but but when you come in yeah, and you've man. got
1: your, you, you've got your hey dudes on with your cardigan tied around your neck, that's yeah. it's time to it's, quit. It's over. <laughs> it's over. <cost. laughs> it's you'll over.
3: see. You'll see the Instagram post. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Business for sale. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: when you come in with glasses that have no prescription in them, yeah. you're done. Or
4: no lenses. I'm yeah, no that lenses. You're done. you're done. You're done. <laughs>
1: Oh, my oh man <laughs> what, a, what a what a what a departure this shows become. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: it's i mean cigars there's there's that same crowd there's like the hardcore cigar nerd crowd and a lot of it is fairly exhausting because it's like there's no way you tasted these notes that nobody else seemed to pick up on like Kind of it's like a competition,
4: right? Yeah, and You're, trying to, you're yeah. trying
3: to be better yeah. than everybody It's else. always it's a, a one-up. they
4: going to one-up yeah. you. Like, nope, I taste tomato and yeah. grapefruit. Yeah. It hey, kills me. <laughs> there's, that kills there's
0: cigar smokers, and then there's guys that smoke cigars. And then yeah. there's, like, that echelon way, way higher up that just completely suck the fun out of it. That's the uh, that's the 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 Chondro guys that probably getting the cigars.
1: <laughs> man, shots fired! Oof. Wow, oof! But yeah, I'm just right.
0: saying, if there was going to be anyone, uh, you
1: I mean you're not wrong.
0: It's Chandra guys, man. They're horrible.
1: That they are. That they are, and they're so successful. It annoys me. part of it's just jealousy yeah right envy envy oh man so back to the snakes and stogies blend it's live on the website feel free to get a bag so it can tantalize your taste buds um is there any recommendations
3: for home brewing this illustrious bean yeah. So, well, let me first say, use the link that, that Justin provided. Um, there is one sure it's that,
0: down in the description as well. Yeah.
3: Make sure don't just go directly to the website. We want to make sure we're supporting you guys. So that is an affiliate link. So make sure you use that link um, so that, that these guys get a kick of the, of that proceed. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, um, I mean, it, I think it's a really balanced coffee that you can pretty much use anywhere in my head. As with most of our coffees, I design the coffees for filter coffee. Um, So any of your drip coffee pour over or like your Mr. Coffee Maker, that's in my head what I'm going for. Um, You can use it for pretty much anything, though. As as a medium roast, you're kind of on the edge of what most people would like for espresso. Um, If you're you're thinking of like Starbucks espresso or something like that, it's going to be way lighter than that. Um, So just keep that in mind. But in my head, I would use... um, Uh, either like a pour over or mr coffee ideally but you can use it however you want excellent
1: excellent yeah i did uh i did drip and pour over with the sample batch that you sent and it came out fantastic yeah Yeah. and uh our good friend billy jenkins says crucify me but will there be a k-cup with the snakes and stogies brand um um... If That's a the, little bit tricky. if
3: there is enough demand perhaps so okay. the tricky part with the k cups is that we don't do them in-house so we have to ship the coffee off and the co-packer has a minimum so we we only do that with our with our high, like, high volume yeah. stuff that we can move um if there is enough requests it's like 25 pounds worth of coffee that we have to send out wow so That's so a, that has a lot of pods. It's and it's a, a lot, it's lot a lot of, of pods. pods. <laughs> so um so there's gotta be quite a bit of, of demand for it. We're not against it by any means. It's just we have to make sense sure we can yeah, yeah, we can yeah. sell it. So I i.e. suck it up, Billy Jenkins. <laughs> but I
0: will say I did so Trey sent me some of the pods a while back, and the difference between those and sort of your standard K cup were amazing. Like the coffee, it just yeah. It it was it 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 had life to it. I feel like K Cup stuff when I drink it now. There's like, it's it's just a couple couple steps above like just having water that's hot. Like,
1: well, I gotta I got a question to go with that. So on Mm -hmm. most of these modern machines, especially if it's drip, there is a refillable pod basket. What? Volume of coffee do you recommend for the reusable pod,
3: if you want to call it that? As much tried as you can years fit ago, in there,
0: and it was it as yeah. much
3: as you can fit in there. Okay, um, so just pack the thing full. Pack it as full as you can get. Yeah, because I mean, the problem with a lot of those things, and like like Schmidt was saying, is that it, your water to coffee ratio is really really difficult to to hit, uh, and so you tend with those with those Keurigs um, to get a. Uh, Watery er coffee than what you would get with a with a drip coffee maker or something like that. Um, the, so the difference with our pods is that they're soft bottoms; they're they're not that hard plastic, and so they we can actually put more coffee in there. So it has forty percent more coffee than your traditional K cups, and that's because it's got that soft bottom to it. Um, so yeah, with your reusable cups, you can absolutely do it. Um, what I would recommend if you if you do that, and and it's going to sound contradictory because usually people that use the the Keurigs don't have grinders, but you could actually grind a little finer okay if you have a grinder so you can get the whole beans grind a little finer because that's going to give you some more extraction as well um and then and then pack that reusable cake cup pretty full and and that'll do yeah. you that that'll do the trick and, the, and
1: that actually makes sense to me too because i've had it where the little basket that goes inside of the removable vessel i've packed that basket full and the pressure from the water it's it's almost too dense and what happens is it winds up overflowing in that vessel, and now I have wet grinds everywhere.
3: So, yeah, yeah, you do have to be careful. I mean, when I say packet full, I mean be realistic. Don't yeah, like, don't yeah. like, tamp it down right, with a spoon right, or something, right? right. But like, give you know, give, a little, yeah. give it a give it a a healthy dose. Give yeah. it as much as you can without it causing issues, because Excellent. you're gonna want to make sure that you get as much coffee to that water ratio as you can. Awesome, awesome. Yep.
0: Yeah, stuff. I found that, like, if you, the Rigs that have, like, the three different settings for the amount, I guess, of water that it puts through it, to mm-hmm. get it to even taste the most coffee-like, you have to go with the least amount. The least amount
4: of water. You're exactly and, right. Yep. And you yep. run
0: through, like, I have to add, like, three K-cups to a cup to get a sizable amount of coffee. And, that And you're still, you still like.
4: probably not getting the right kind of water to... Coffee yeah. ground ratio. I mean, but so
3: with with coffee that we like, if you're doing a pour over, we recommend a one to fifteen ratio. So one part coffee to fifteen parts water. Um, so you got to think of that. If you if you've got a twelve ounce cup of coffee, you almost need. So that would be like one to twelve if you used one ounce of coffee. There, those those little K cups have nowhere near one ounce nowhere, of coffee. Not even close. In it, right? So yeah. so yeah, you, you're exactly right. You're gonna need. Quite a bit of of um, K cups to get to that ratio. So fair enough. Yep. Good stuff, man.
1: Smithy, you frozen? Oh, there you go. No, nope, we're good.
0: Yeah. The um, I was amazed with the pods when I tried them. I was like, this is this is what these should have been the entire time. Mm-hmm.
3: The the, the hard part is that they're, well, they're they're quite a bit more expensive to make with the filter bottoms and you have to uh, like nitrogen seal them. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, so they, because of course with the filter bottoms, there's nothing to hold in that freshness. It just would stale almost immediately. So we have to nitrogen seal the bags as well. Um, So there's, there's quite a bit more cost, right? So when you're talking about cost effectiveness in this commodity grade coffee, like we talked about earlier, they're sacrificing quality for that price point, Um, which we have the luxury being a specialty coffee brand. We don't have to do that. Um, So you get the freshest and the closest possible that we can to, um, you know, the correct ratio of water to coffee.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
3: Have y'all
0: made any headway as far as like, possibilities of Daytona happening or is that kind of just a
3: kind of probably not um we're we're pretty happy with our show schedule that we that we have so right now we're only doing any RBC shows um and that that's nothing to do with like other show circuits it's just that um with with what we do we have to have a lot of people through the door and there's only a few shows in the country that can do that um and we have a really good relationship with Daytona only being one show a year building that relationship, both with the venue as well as with the promoters, um, is, is a bit, um, we we have to have both on our side to do what we do. Right. Um, and so it can be, it can be a little bit of a negotiation process because a lot of the venues, um, setting the promoters aside, a lot of the venues have rules and, um,
4: buyout clauses Buy
3: clauses yeah. yeah i was trying to think of the right words buyout clauses for their um uh, concessions, concessions. You yeah. use your words Trey. I'm use trying. Words. it's late man i've had <laughs> this coffee's not working yeah i was about to say
4: drink drink more <laughs> keep, of your coffee, keep drinking coffee
3: yeah so uh they have buyout clauses on their concessions and so, some of those we're able to work with and make it reasonable um for us to be able to go down there and do those and some of them are not um and so that is the situation currently with daytona is that uh we just don't have those relationships in place to to think that we can do that in the near future i would sure love enough. to it's the closest show that we have to us um but if it's not financially viable we just yeah yeah so. a daunting ocean
0: time. ocean center wants you to buy them six dollar red bulls
3: yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And they have coffee on site and, and the ones that have coffee, cause I scouted it when we were there yeah. last year, I was like, okay, let's see what we can do here. And they had the coffee there. So that's going to be a struggle. And they were actually selling it at least when I was there pretty well for what it was. Um, and so I think it's going to be a struggle. I mean, like with St. Louis, we have to buy out, uh, when we do an ARBC St. Louis, we have to buy out their concessions and it's 500 bucks. And that hurts, right? Because yeah. that's, that's a lot of, a of, lot of five dollar cups of coffee <laughs> that we have to sell to, to make up for that. Yeah. Um, so if 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 Daytona is anywhere near that, we just couldn't do it. So yeah. Wow. But but oh, the other man. shows definitely make up for it. I mean, like we were talking about with Tenley, and and so Tenley's a, a a huge show for us. We did we do really well at Tenley. Um, we we do Dallas well. So Arlington, we we did last year. Um, or in September, that shows moving to Dallas. Um, so we're going to try oh, that venue in Dallas. Yeah. So they're moving it to the, the, what is it, the Dallas oh, Center. Is it what's that, called? I don't remember. What it's it like called. downtown Dallas. So, um, very excited for that. The, the Arlington show was in a great location for anybody that's ever been there. It's, it's a really nice, it's like literally across the street from the Rangers, the Texas Ranger Stadium, literally across the street or like maybe two blocks from, uh, at&t stadium it's at&t stadium at&t yeah. yeah the where the cowboys play so i mean it's it's prime time location um it just there was a lot of other stuff i think happening in that area the last yeah. year so we didn't get a huge amount of traffic in um especially looking for coffee but uh hopefully hopefully then dallas will will continue to do better st louis was a, is a great show for us as well so yeah. Yeah, it's
4: getting better each year
3: so yeah Come check that's us awesome. out at an, an ARBC show near you, and we will have the Bourbon Barrel Aged Coffee there that you can try.
1: So that's, that's awesome. That's a reason to go in itself. That's a reason to go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you guys do an, uh, 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 an away show like that, do you guys mail your stuff and fly? Do you drive?
4: They load, oh, on unfortunately. Van. We load, load the up van. Load the van and hit the road. Yep. Yep. We load the van. So, somewhere between. 13 to 17 hours.
3: Dallas is set well, was Arlington 17. Yeah. Wow. Tindley, it, Chicago is well,
4: 14. Was, I was 15? about to say St. Louis was about 12 and a half, 13. So, <clears throat> Tinley's like right in the middle of. And, and the
3: only one that we don't do in one day. So, we drive to Chicago to Tinley Park in one day. We drive to St. Louis in one day. We can't drive to Dallas in one day. Yeah. We, we have to stop yeah 17 but, is too long it's,
2: that's, it's uh, yeah, dangerous.
3: so but but yeah so yeah we load up load up the van we drive it, in chicago we took four people so we took two cars but it, sometimes it's just us it's nice nice you know, alternate driving i was
0: joking day. with jake that the next tenley i'm just gonna like i'm gonna Drive up there to your neck of the woods. I'm gonna hide out in your van until you guys leave and then I'll pop out when we get to Tenley. I mean that's like, hey. <laughs> on, like, you man. ain't
3: you ain't hiding anywhere. I was like, Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, there's there, we we may or may not have hidden McKendrick in the back of the van in Arlington because <laughs> we
4: sh- we shall not speak of these things. You
3: jumped out in the parking lot of the gas station and, and tried
4: to get me in trouble. A bunch of Texans <laughs> threw me back in there and say, Where are you going? <laughs> what the hell? He was like, help me, help me. And nobody looked nobody at me. <laughs> that's
3: horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Not a single person came to help. So, yeah, so yeah you're you're more than welcome to come with yeah. us if you want to ride in the back of the van.
1: Oh, geez. Yeah, put you to work, Smitty. We will absolutely we'll put you to work. Definitely put you to work.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do it.
4: Just you have your wife teach you. You'll be the t-shirt guy. We'll that's put you on unfair. merch. think uh, you might be able to handle some hot chocolate.
3: No, hot chocolate, yeah. There you go. This is like the Swissness, right? It just Yeah,
4: packets. Yep. We got you.
3: Nice. Are you
0: guys is 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 hot chocolate as particular of a process as coffee?
3: No. No. No, no. No, no. no. but that
0: surely there's a ratio that's right though. I mean,
3: whatever the packet says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: not that complicated. <laughs> We can't. So we're, we're in the process of developing our own hot chocolate, um, but we, we haven't quite released it yet. Um, as with any, like I'm sure you had with the tobacco as well. There's some legal stuff when you start mixing ingredients and things like that, that you have to over, overcome. Um, so we're working through that. We also have some tea that's coming out soon. Uh, again, um, when you start mixing things in-house that you don't produce. There are yeah. some 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 laws that you have to overcome. So we're working through those, but stay on the lookout for cold-blooded caffeine branded tea and hot chocolate. We've actually launched the tea. It's not on the website, but you can get it from a show. Um, we have it in house. Uh, if you were if what we kind are of tea? in person, um, we have several types of tea. So we have a green tea. It's a gunpowder Formosa green tea. It's very nice green tea from Taiwan. We have an oolong tea. Um, again a taiwanese oolong we have uh kimoon uh, black, black tea, tea yeah. that's very nice and then we have a lap black tea which if you if you've never had lap tea it's a smoked black tea so oh, if yeah. you like scotch or if you like cigars uh lap songs it's, it's a very nice it it smells like a campfire it's it's amazing um yeah right now you can only get that from us in person uh because if we're in person it is considered still like a, um, a cottage industry. So we, we don't, uh, but when we start shipping it across state lines, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So you can get it from us at a show for now until we get everything squared away. And then you should be able to get it on the website. Awesome. Soon, so awesome.
1: Yeah. That, that lap song is fantastic. I feel like there's a lot of companies starting to, to get into that because the more PD stuff is becoming more popular. But I've had some that were just, Atrociously, like we talked about the liquid smoke a earlier, like a long way. real bad. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I've yeah. had some other ones that were fantastic. Now, are you guys doing a? Is it just loose ground, or are yeah. you doing whole leaf, or what?
3: No, so it's it's loose leaf. Um, so the lap song is coarsely chopped. Okay. Um, the like i mentioned the green tea is gunpowder so it's rolled it's yeah. rolled leaves um i can't remember what the other two the, the um, oolong i can't remember what the other two are off the top of my head
4: okay they're, they're not
3: whole leaves none of Yo, them are oh, whole no. leaves okay. um i can't remember exactly the the coarseness of the of the leaf chop none okay. of them are super fine but um and, and all of them are loosely for now um yeah. again it's there's some you get into these nuances of manufacturing where getting them from loose leaf into tea bags is a bit wow. of a, oh, uh, yeah. a an investment in, in equipment to do yeah. that. Um, sure. So we'll, we'll, work on that later, but right now it's just all loose leaf. So. Awesome, man. That's fantastic. I had no we, we don't process anything with the, with the tea just for transparency sake. Like we, we bring it in and we repackage it. Um, but it's all roasted for the ones that are roasted or oxidized. They're oxidized somewhere else. Okay. Um, we bring it in. So still, Awesome. It's very it's very nice tea. It's 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 been it's another learning curve going from coffee to tea. It's it's a whole other world. It sounds adjacent, but it's it's a very interesting learning curve.
0: It's like pipe tobacco to cigars, (laughs) similar, but but not really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Jenkins asked about the mushroom coffee and what that was about.
3: Um trying to be healthy i guess i don't know (laughs) we don't do any mushroom coffees i don't do mushrooms
0: Uh, period i just got a thing about eating stuff that grows on dead things i don't yeah man like
1: i'm not i'm not a a fungi kind of guy I,
3: i don't have a good answer for you i mean it's kind of the same thing with the mud coffee i think it's like people's attempts to make a coffee substitute that doesn't have the caffeine in it or that has some health benefits to it and what's yeah. the
4: point but try to maintain but try to, taste.
3: well yeah but uh, or come as close to it as you can yeah.
1: Um, yeah well there's also a reason why there's only a certain kind of people that drink kava so yes we keep them to the side yeah,
3: yeah. i mean you know it's that's to the each their own you can do whatever you want that's kind of what i've i've gained through this whole experience. I started out with coffee pretty narrow-minded and, you know, drink black coffee or die kind of thing, but to me, as long as you're enjoying it, like don't force yourself to drink something that you don't enjoy, but as long as you're enjoying it. That is that is it, that right? is whatever. not
1: those are not the words of Trey from like 2 years ago. I know. No, nope. not at all. <laughs> like,
3: whatever. If Go you, for if it. You, That's if you, fine. Put-
1: if you put milk in it, you're a fucking asshole. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, mean, <laughs> exactly. I've, I have my words, not his. No, <laughs> my, my his words not his. No, my words not his. <laughs> my word's not his. But no, but
3: I mean, when we when we did our first shows, we came with black coffee and little canister of cream and sugar, and we hid them behind the table because I didn't want anybody <laughs> to have to have them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, now I'm like, yeah, you want French than- vanilla in your coffee? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Buy how many how many pumps of
0: butterscotch <laughs> syrup would you that's like? Right. Yeah, man. that's right.
3: So, I mean, you know, as long as as uh, but again, it comes down to I I enjoy seeing the people happy. I enjoy seeing people get what they want. And coffee is something that's a luxury. You don't have to have it. So, right. enjoy it when you drink it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: yeah. It's I mean, it's it's like the the flavored cigar thing for me, man. Yeah, people come in and look for them. It's like, "Why why do you, why do you want that?"
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. I don't drink it. Like this is black coffee all day long, nothing else but. I will.
1: I will yes. be honest. I uh, I do get white girl wasted on the pumpkin spice. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I,
3: I, I've tried. Okay, so let's talk about pumpkin spice yes. because <laughs> I need somebody to tell yeah. me why this is good. Like, like legitimately. We, we tried making I it.
4: I remember trying to make it at one of the shows, I, and we just. I, I said we need to try. I just again. don't think it's
3: for me. Like Maybe I, need to I'm try try trying to go time. in with an open mind, but I. It tastes like leaves. Trace says he's Caucasian, like it, but he's not
4: that Caucasian. Right, yeah.
3: right. Like that's that's, that's about that's about a
4: pasty white. You, like, you see how? The,
3: but I can't. Well, all right. I, let me just, just like, so the, it's just like a candle. I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> so
1: there are certain pumpkin spices like that I just won't go because it's just fake chemical nonsense. But all right, something about the. And it's not even a pumpkin flavor per se because let's be real i mean pumpkin pie is delicious but like eating raw pumpkin or eating cooked pumpkin doesn't taste like fucking pumpkin pie right um, Right. it's something about the cinnamon the nutmeg that is mm. i don't want to say indicative of this time of year it, it instills a, a vibe or a feeling but at the same time i think it is also because it's seasonal you're not having cinnamon and nutmeg and whatever other actual spices they're putting into it right except for yeah. this time of year so you almost it, it's almost a, a, a built up anticipation if you will
3: okay you know what I mean I don't and,
1: get that excited about it
3: so are and you it, making it yourself Phil or Are you are you buying it out and if so what's your go-to
1: so I I I tried making it myself and it came out okay um, I even went so far as to one of my co-workers wound up finding me like the pump simple syrup shit that they serve at starbucks mm-hmm. like their like secret bottle because they will not sell that shit. Yeah. um and i don't know what starbucks does different than me but it tasted atrocious it was like poison it was it was like a just a noxious fumes coming out of the cup um you can get the coffee mate and you can get the starbucks brand creamer but the problem is it's just sugar shit. You know what I mean? It's just sugar shit. So, yeah. what I've come to do is uh, uh, do a um, heavy cream in a in a little basin, whip mm-hmm. it up, cinnamon, nutmeg, maybe a little sugar, just whip it up, whip it up, whip it up, whip it up and then just froth it over, kind of like a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And to me, yep. that that comes out pretty all right. But I'm not having that every day. Like that's a that's yeah. a, a, a non alcoholic libation. You know what I mean? Hot or iced? Hot, always hot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, always <laughs>
3: hot. So I have to give it a try. I want to like it. Like yeah. I wanna know what everyone else is experiencing. Yeah. You I want to
0: know what, what the joy feels like.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I, I need a
3: little more joy in my life.
1: I mean, let's let's be real. Okay. Spices. Not I am not a Starbucks guy. I have a huge problem paying nine dollars for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But if I go to Starbucks, let's say people want to meet there and have coffee and hang out, whatever, and it's that time of year. I will get a pumpkin spice latte with no whipped cream, and I usually order it at, dare I say, kid temperature, because I have dainty little wussy lips.
3: No, that's the way to do it. And and,
1: and, and so for those of you who are unaware, Starbucks brews all their coffee at 197 Fahrenheit. Their kid temperature is 140. So by the time I've gotten it from the barista, I've sat down at the table, I took the lid off, whatever. Only
0: second degree burns and not third.
3: Well, no but well, and, ideal coffee is like 135 right? Yeah, you want to exactly. be drinking coffee about 135 so if you're exactly. getting temp, you can yeah. drink it right away
1: right and that's yeah. that's my whole thing is i don't want to wait to drink my coffee because now things right. are settling and whatever else um so i'll i will go and i'll get a pumpkin spice latte with no whipped cream at kid temp and it's delicious but like going to like dunkin donuts and getting a pumpkin coffee at dunkin donuts it's just sugar sweetener shit So,
0: dude, when we were in Boston, I was amazed at the number of Dunkin Donuts that were up there. Like I was was completely unaware that apparently like Dunkin Donuts up north is a cult is the thing. Like, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. There was like ones across the street from one another like yeah.
1: the northeast just, runs on duncan
0: <laughs> oh my god i it was amazed i was like there's one no i was like there's another one and another yeah. one and another one I was like holy crap and apparently katie's like yeah they take they take their duncan pretty seriously up here i'm like why yeah it's, <laughs> it's not good
4: yeah each is own.
3: yeah is I, well that's what we're trying to do is just share a little bit about better coffee with people yeah, you make your sure. own
4: decisions that's fine
3: but Know that there's alternatives out there, it's
4: better if options. You don't like burned, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> I'll always say that a lot of people don't even know what fresh yeah. roasted coffee tastes like. Like, if you're buying stuff off the shelf, who knows how long it was on a truck at a distributor package? Like, you're probably already at 60, 90 plus days by the time it hits the shelf. So the freshness of coffee is experienced in that, like, first 30 days. If you don't catch it in that window, then you've probably never tasted fresh roasted coffee unless you're getting yeah. it from a roaster. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: I yeah. wasn't a big coffee drinker. And then when Katie and I started dating, we had a, a local roaster here that would get all kinds of cool stuff, like, you know, some Indian stuff, Uganda, some Brazil. Just He'd, he'd regularly, like, rotate stuff from all over mm-hmm. the world. And, like, that was sort of my introduction to, like okay this is what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. she was diehard like starbucks is the devil it's horrible yeah don't do it and after going to the the local roaster and stuff i was like okay that's why i've never like coffee has never done much for me in the past
1: and and i'll say this too not to cut you guys off excuse me but when you order cold-blooded caffeine and you open the box like we said i i know we said it like 10 times on this episode But when those aromas hit you, you're like, this is completely different than everything I've ever had. And just, you don't know any better. You you honestly, until you get real deal shit, pardon Mm -hmm. my French,
3: you just don't know any better. Well, and and it's because, I mean, when you place an order, I'm going to roast it the next day, right? And you're going to get it. Like there's nothing that sits out here, right? You can look through our warehouse. There's no, there's no coffee that's sitting. Well, there's a little bit left over from, from St. Louis, but normally (laughs) there's, (laughs) there's no coffee that's sitting out there for more than, you know, two or three days before it gets into your hands. Right. So it's place the order. We roast it and it gets to you. Yeah. Um, so
1: Uh, it's, uh, and going back to this, going back to our herpetological community, right? Mm -hmm we love animals we love natural history and so many of us have learned about other cultures and other countries and landscapes and everything from yeah. Rocks oh, somebody's got fireworks going on sorry my dog's going nuts um so, so many people have learned fireworks. what's that thanksgiving fireworks i get, it's florida man who knows <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so we 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 learn about all these other cultures and the way they do things. And we have YouTube now and the internet. And I love learning about other coffees from other cultures, from other countries and how they brew it. And just like the Greek, the Turkish, the Indonesian. And when you go online and you type in uh, West Mozambique coffee and you see the guy sitting on the ground with the Bunsen burner and a little in mm. a little pewter, a little pewter mug, right? And he's just whipping it up, sitting sitting cross legged on the floor with a little Bunsen burner, white gas stove. Like, try it;
3: you may love it. You, you know? Yeah. It, you it's know? so interesting. I mean, it's it, coffee is so universal. Like, try and think of other things that are so embedded in so many different cultures and have been for so long. Yeah. Right. Hundreds it's, of years. It, it's it's really amazing, and they they've all evolved differently, but they've all you know they all maintained some level of dare I say dependency on coffee um, <laughs> yeah. through, throughout all that time. But uh, we, t- we talk about it all the time. Like how many hands have touched this coffee? Like it came from Colombia. or it came oh. from Brazil, especially coffee is a lot of it's hand picked. So someone physically picked that cherry off and put it into that fermentation tank. Somebody physically pulped that coffee through that machine. I, I touched the coffee as I roast, you know, as I'm, uh, you know, we we in the United States are touching it, roasting it and and imparting our uh, influence on that coffee. And it's just throughout the supply chain. So many different cultures and countries and experiences have touched that coffee. And it's just it's it's fun to think about. I mean, there's not a whole lot of products out there that are that. T- tied to different cultures and important to different cultures yeah um that they think coffee is and, and, and tea to some extent as well but i don't think even tea is quite as prevalent yeah. as coffee across yeah. the, the world so i'd agree and even even to go so far as to
1: say the brew method regardless of the the coffee itself because so many people are like ah, oh, you know what? i'm not a big coffee drinker and then you introduce them to like a cuban pot and they're like mm-hmm. pour, pour over cuban pot and they're like, wow, this tastes totally different. I'm like, well, it's the same beans. You know, yep, you, right. you, yep. you happen to prefer it yeah. that way. Or, or, yep. or if you're like the connoisseur himself, Mr. Eric Burke, and you have your own portable French press thermos that you bring on your Herb trip, rock and roll,
3: you know? Yeah, yeah yeah and and that's the thing that you know we we get all the time like like the question earlier about greek coffee or turkish coffee or italian coffee understand that these countries don't make like they don't grow coffee yeah. in, in these countries right yeah so so the beans are the same it's all about their interpretation or their development of that coffee over generations yeah. um how they were introduced to the coffee like how did it get to them the whole history of coffee is really interesting um and how it developed and, and you know colonialization and things like that there's there's just it's just a, a whole history unto itself um, that you can just go to, again, go down rabbit holes on, on a lot of different things. But coffee is one of those things where you can really um, deep dive into and just learn way more than you thought you needed to know about about a little bean. So It's
1: the way to do it, man. I love it. It's awesome.
0: Them. Yeah, they say it takes a cigar from from planting to rolling goes through 300 hands
4: yeah
3: yeah that makes sense and i mean coffee's a a similar idea we don't have like the hand touch of the the rolling of the the tobacco that you guys do but but certainly from hand picking it to hand processing it and well roasting it you guys are the rollers well we are
2: are. yeah yeah Yeah.
3: we have a machine that rolls it for us though (laughs) right
0: (laughs) to be clear I do, I do have to know, like when you guys are vending, like Tinley and stuff. How many people walk up and try to give you like the laundry list order that they would get at like Starbucks of double upside oh. down, yeah. Mokisho, yeah, unicorn blood.
3: I can't yeah, order we, a caramel we... macchiato. We get a fair amount and, and we have to, we do have to explain to people because we only do pour overs at shows. So we have to simplify our process. So we get a lot of people asking for like lattes or things like that. And we have to talk about the difference between a latte and a pour over and, and espresso, um, as a brew method, I um,
0: give you some coffee, like a cup of coffee. Like, Here's yes. coffee, yeah.
3: <laughs> but but we try. I mean, so we we get people that ask for a lot of different milk substitutes and things like that. So we we do bring oat milk because uh, we want to be you know conscious of people that have allergies uh, to to lactose. Um, so we bring two types of milks, but you know, you, we do occasionally get the person that wants to do a skinny half calf, you know, almond milk with a side of whipped. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, we most, I, I can't really even think of anybody that has been like Not
4: nothing too extreme. No, we get half
3: and half. We get asked for half and half or heavy cream a lot. Yeah. Um, and again, we have to simplify cause we're traveling 16 hours to a lot of these shows. Yeah. So we have to simplify what we can bring. Um, But for the most part, everyone, I don't, I really don't think there's been anybody that's been unreasonable about asking for stuff. Usually when we explain what we're doing, they're like, oh, cool, cool. I'll take that. And everybody's happy. And I I think that's really the nice part. One, a lot of people don't expect to have a specialty coffee vendor at a reptile expo. So they're not like going into Starbucks with their standard order and getting upset when you don't have it. Right. Um, So they're willing to accept what you have. Um, and, and two people are interested in the experience, right? So a lot of people haven't seen a pour over system or like when we're, when we're doing chemexes at a table, it's an interesting, almost like a show in addition to just oh, yeah. to getting the coffee. So, um, people are interested in the process and learning about coffee and that's, that's the fun part. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we,
0: uh. We had a, a pour over for a while. I don't know what happened to ours, but might be might have to get Katie one for Christmas or something.
3: Yeah. They're they're definitely fun to have around. Definitely fun to play around with. Yeah, man, for sure. We we sell them on the cold blooded caffeine website. i say we got some cold blooded uh, Some some, some brand shameless plug. Nice.
4: Nice.
0: So if if I'm trying to convince my my boss to get on board with getting a laser engraver at work. If we did that, would there be anything cold blooded caffeine related that you guys would want engraved?
3: We could absolutely do that.
0: Yes. There's no one in my area doing that. Really? Like, no one. No one. There's probably some people that do it like out of their house or something. But unless you know someone as a business, as a business, there's no one that is doing it currently. There used to be one or two. It's so popular. Wow. And so I've been trying to, I've been hammering my boss with like links and stuff and like.
3: You know, yeah, we're I mean, excited. we can absolutely do. Thank we uh, we we do a lot of like um, donation items for like US Ark when we go to shows and stuff. We'll do like like glasses, like mm-hmm. shot glasses or something, and and the barrel aged coffee or like we we'll, we did it, what the di- uh, whiskey decanter one time, uh-huh. and uh, and some some of that barrel aged coffee. So yeah, we can absolutely work with you on that.
0: That just Very it's cool. ridiculous. Like, it's crazy to me that that no one's doing it and i've had people come in and ask like i've got a couple restaurants downtown that we already do a lot of of work for and they're like if you guys started doing glasses like one restaurant in particular is like if i start i can guarantee you the others because they all know each other you know all the owners and stuff right right. guarantee you the other like 10 downtown are going to come doing the same thing or wanting to do the same thing so Trying to trying to get on there, and then that would make, if we end up doing more, like, Snakes and Stogies lighters, that would make that process a little easier and probably a little cheaper. Yeah, um, for sure. So, he's definitely, I think, he's, like, he's, he's interested. It's just a matter right now of trying to figure out, like, what do we need that's going to sort of do what we plan to do with it, but not be so much that we're, that's going to be overkill. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to get, like, a massive, like, industrial machine that we're only going to use for small stuff, you know? Right. Like, so... It's. uh I haven't been put taking my foot off the gas on that one
3: I so think it makes sense I think it's
0: smart yeah. for what
3: you guys do yeah. Uh, yeah
0: and then he also talked about uh, like getting a, a pad press mm. so being able to do like rubber stamping basically on on glasses and all kinds of stuff so mm. trying to expand outside of just just shirts and embroidery so makes sense taking advantage
1: well gentlemen we're at the two hour
3: mark is there anything else we want to touch base on If if you haven't gotten your coffee fix oh, at this point, I don't know what else I can
1: yeah, do. Right, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like th- this is one of the one of the only episodes we've done where it's mostly not animal talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean That's we can cool. talk about animals if you
3: want to. Yeah, no, dude, no, it's good. I don't think you bring me on to talk about. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got. I still want to come up and see that that fly river turtle, man. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Come on.
0: When I saw that video, I was like, "When the hell did he get that?" It's freaking coolest thing. Awesome. I'm
3: in love with that thing like I, like i i love all my animals okay? like, let, me, yeah. let me like not not just ostracize every other animal i have but if if there's an animal that i'm just gonna go in there and stare at it's it's that one like we all have we know we, we all have that one that you're just like huh, of course amazing. so and and yeah so i've got the fly river on one side of the aisle and my wife i got so <clears throat> i may have bribed my wife with a cuban rock iguana um <laughs> So, so to get the uh, they came a package deal they just threw them in together i don't know what happened, <laughs> right <laughs> hey look, I fly over, yeah, Ooh, look yeah, a fly river i was walking there. out <laughs> the door and
0: they just handed it to me before i could so, even say anything so
3: so they're they're right beside each other and they're they're honestly two of my favorites um that we've gotten in recently but um yeah come on down anytime i mean i've, I've really recently gotten into like a, a felsuma kick like yeah. the day geckos yeah, yeah, so I've gotten quite a few of those recently. The Ligodactylus Williams Eye, the electric Dyrus. blue day geckos, got us got some of those. So yeah. Fun stuff. We can talk about animals if you want to, but McKendrick, what are you getting? You gotta get you something. We we gotta figure out what he is. I've I've been trying to he's he needs to be like talking about this the like guy. Months. Like <laughs> I don't know, the, the the guy with the rooster. Or like I yeah, don't know. He's like he needs that's... a thing, right? If he's only gonna have one animal. We gotta fair, figure out what that thing guy. is. The ferret guy the yeah. ferret guy. Yeah, we yeah. need to yeah. We, we gotta uh, I haven't we haven't nailed it down yet, but we need to figure out what his thing is.
4: I'm waiting for the universe to give me a could sign. Show
3: him
1: some show him some Mullers chameleons. That would be cool. That would be cool. I feel like I could totally see him at the show with a big Mullers on his shoulder just pouring coffee, man. That would be cool.
3: <laughs> that, would be cool. that would be cool.
1: Okay, <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah. Congratulations! Right. <laughs> <And what's> your,
0: <laughs> out of what Trey's got, at least there at the at the shop currently, like what's your what's your favorite?
1: Yeah, what are you leaning towards? <laughs> I, I think I'm you not leaning. He's, he's
3: Honduran. He he likes the hunt. You like the Honduran, all right? Honduran milk snakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. was cool.
4: Yeah, was, You know,
3: we've yeah. we've moved a lot of stuff. We've changed a lot. Of, oh no, the Honduran's back! I forgot we brought the Honduran. Yeah,
4: Honduran yeah. milk in in the shop right now.
3: Yeah. What do we have here?
4: Dude, a dragon. Yeah.
3: No, the frill dragon. frill dragon.
4: Oh, sorry. Goodness.
1: Get out of here. And then <laughs> can't take him anywhere. <laughs> <I
3: know. laughs> the emerald tree skinks. Yeah, the tree yeah. skinks. Those are fun.
1: Those
0: are cool too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're they're recent. Well, I've had them for a long time, but I moved them in because I had two frill dragons in here, and I was like, yeah. and no, no need, to, for no two. need for two frill dragons in here. So the emerald That's tree so still skinks cool, so, still yeah. cool. So yeah, cool stuff.
0: How many? How many of those do you have?
3: the emeralds uh yeah. five. Oh, cool yeah yeah they're in a what is that 36 by 24 24 exotera like the big long yeah one yeah there's five of them in there they're cool
0: you're gonna get any eggs out of them
3: i have before yeah um i, I haven't really tried to raise them i mean I, I don't really do a whole lot of breeding anymore so they just lay in the substrate i've seen them before they, they've been fertile but they don't tend to I haven't hatched any out. I haven't. I haven't tried gotcha. to hatch any out. So I I don't have time to raise babies and do the coffee and everything. So I'm I'm I've transitioned to being more of a keeper now than a than a breeder. So fair enough. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Understandable. You guys did some uh, some events recently though up up that way, right? Have you guys? You guys seems like you've you've picked up on those a little bit.
3: Ev- events like what?
0: Like, local stuff in the... Oh, in the yeah, yeah. Area yeah. And
3: yeah, we did. Well, so we did the one last week. It was a
4: private event. A private, yeah, yeah, we did. A so, we, I mean, we
3: can do pretty much anything. So, like, our show setup, we can do travel setups for, for anybody. So, like, yeah. we did... Canova uh, had a Patreon event a couple weeks ago. So, we, we went down to Gainesville, Georgia, and did, did mm-hmm. the Canova event. Did a full pour over setup there. We had an insurance agency here in town that um, did like a customer appreciation day, so we came out and did a, a full setup with them. Um, those like we we don't sell coffee there. Like they pre-book us and and pay us right. like, whatever the yeah. the head count is. It's kind of like catering, right? So okay, you got fifty people here. Estimate five dollars a cup, and you know two hundred fifty bucks, and we'll come out and set up coffee or something like that. So so yeah, those are fun. Nice. Um, it's it's a different vibe than a reptile show for sure uh which is Very which is kind different. of which kind of nice change of pace every once in a while um yeah. but uh at less risk of me coming home with geckos so that's <laughs> <laughs> not 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 a zero percent chance but certainly a less chance than <laughs> uh yeah, uh, when we yeah i, I didn't even to. i
1: didn't even think of that like you guys are vending at shows how are you not coming home with half the show? <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. Uh, we yeah. don't
3: get to walk around a whole lot. Yeah. Um, usually, especially at the bigger shows. It is a struggle. I, I You know, I was gonna I say, said, I, I've succumbed. Quite I really a only
1: do. Uh, I really only do one show a year now. I really just do Daytona just because I work yeah. so much and I work Saturdays. So unless I can dedicate a Sunday to go to a show, I, I really don't go. And when I do go to Daytona, I'm obviously coming home with stuff. So, yeah. I can't imagine you guys working as many shows as you do. It's it's yeah. wild.
3: It's, it's, well, and the shows that we do are like the top shows in the country, right? So it's exactly. all the big guns have come out, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh gosh. yeah. It helps that uh, I, I like odd stuff. So, like, I don't get in the trap of, you know, the, the ball python or the mm-hmm. crusty gecko trap or anything like that. So, it has to be pretty specific stuff that I'm looking for. Um, So, like, I I knew going to St. Louis that the the Felsumas, the the grandest, the uh, giant day geckos, I knew I was interested in those, but I knew I was only interested in blue bloods, or or something like crazy like that. And, uh, of course, you know, rep room the originator of the blue bloods was there and we're like okay fine i like i knew walking in the door i was going to come home with something yeah yeah that's uh, how it is so but but i i kind of have a list in my head when we go to a show and it's a very specific list like if this one specific animal is there then i'll get it um but it's only one thing per show. I try to limit myself to one animal per sh- or one pair or something per show. So you cool. have to, or I'd be bankrupt. I wouldn't make any money at the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: but yeah, good stuff. Well, two fifteen.
0: This episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. dot com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Use code THN at checkout. Save yourself ten percent. Get yourself a rack, get a cage, get both. You won't be disappointed regardless. All top-notch stuff. Fully vouched for by the THN crew. Uh, And then go over to com. Get yourself some shirts. Don't be naked. Don't make it weird. Use code THN there. Get 15% off your order. Uh, Black Friday sale is going to happen gonna add some stuff it'll be good So be on the lookout for that are you, you just...
1: launching it midnight at on thursday or no
0: no it'll probably honestly it'll probably be up like maybe wednesday or thursday afternoon okay. or evening I'm i'm not it's not gonna be like a hardcore like you have 12 hours to buy it'll probably be like through monday you know okay I'm not, cool i'm not gonna complicate it um just something you know um, Puget Sound Python's also give them a follow Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, they vend the uh, Pacific Northwest Reptile Show, I believe is the acronym that they use. But uh, go check them out. They've got an awesome setup there. Um, again, they're going to have a pretty busy season from the sounds of it coming up here soon. So stay in the loop with them and what they're doing, and then cold-blooded caffeine that link below get yourself some coffee get that new snakes and stogies blend not even if you just need coffee but if you need some supplies to make said coffee also
1: available
3: yep and we're going to be difficult with our black friday event and only have it on black friday so nice
1: (laughs) get it while you can that's right i don't
0: know maybe i'm lazy i just it's you know I don't have to have Black Friday to, to do a sale. I actually need to probably do something a little more regularly than I do, but
3: I think we're going to do Black Friday and si- like a different one for Black Friday and a different one Cyber for Cyber Monday. Monday. So, cool. Very cool. Yeah.
0: It's all it's all the same big retail trying to trying to get everybody in the door. Yep. Shop local people.
3: Yep. Small business Unless it's us and we're not local to you, you can still shop with us. That's right. That's That's fair. Yeah.
0: Shop small. Let's let's shop shop small.
2: small. Support the entrepreneurs. Right. Yep. Uh,
0: Obviously, with Thursday being a holiday, we will not be recording THP. So we will be back Cyber Monday. Unless there's something going on. I don't know if you're going out of town or if there's anything happening. I'll be here with Bells on. Nice. All right. Well, we will see everybody then. Have a good evening. We'll see you later.
2: Bye.